Get fired up for another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. With filthy mouths and bad attitudes. Featuring Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Also featuring Parker. Yes, there's no two ways about it. He's super white. And our special guest, Alex. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Entire production supervised by Bigfoot. Now, let's join the boys for their latest episode. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris, with me as always is Parker and Alex, and we watched Chaws, a South Korean movie about a feral hog. Thank you, Papa Field, for this film of sorts. Man, your dad fucking hates our podcast, huh? <laughs> he hasn't listened yeah. to a single episode, and I guess I can tell why. Your dad could have recommended a lot of things. I feel like we really got off easy. I Well, let's be fair. I think my dad is a lot better at recommending assignments than he is recommending subjects. You know, I mean, low bar to clear. Yeah. But... he. Well, no, he so recommend... you understand. It's history. Okay. <laughs> When he recommended that Parker watch Sorcerer, that was a... Man, what a horny, horny movie. <laughs> Alright, uh, Parker, any news? Anything happen in the world of film? Cancel culture strikes yet again as our good friend Kevin Spacey gets to be in a new movie for some reason. Good job, guys. Uh, Thanks, Italy. I think that's kind of the opposite of cancel culture, right? He's uncanceled. He gets to make. Is it great? Oh, Uh, cancel culture backwards over there. (laughs) Cancel culture strikes again. It's like, oh, sick! Look at the no consequences he had. What he had to stop making his stupid ass Netflix show when he had like four people killed allegedly. Please don't sue us. (laughs) Well, his new movie doesn't have to be five, Kevin. It's fine. Uh, Five and a half. Anyway, uh... Excuse me! (laughs) Cam will be safe. Anyway, uh... No, I mean, did you see the description of the new movie? It looks really good. It's, uh, basically they're redoing The Hunt with Michael Madsen. Uh... A movie that does not need to be remade. (laughs) Uh Yeah. That that was my first reaction. I'm a big fan of seeing that news story and just the next tweet is, Hey, guess what the age of consent is? And not being surprised. <laughs> Weird. I, mean, I, actually knew, I knew that one. They can drink at 12 over there. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> you know, you had me at first, and I was like, okay, I guess it makes sense that you would know some of these. <laughs> like, Why do you know that? <laughs> well, there's other news. For example, they're making yet another Willy Wonka. And they're casting our good oh, friend shit. Timothy Chalamet, who I think exists just to piss me off. He's got one of those faces, man. Yeah, really sick does. of it. One of those bodies, too. Of all the people to be mad at. Like, I don't know why. Like, I've seen, like, yeah. one movie he's in. Didn't dislike him at all, but I just see his face. I'm like... Yeah, he got something bad. I was a fucking loser, but I, every instinct is like, just fucking shove this Also, nerd. his first he's name. He's got the same energy. Yeah. He's got the same energy as the crazy guy in the Geeks. So <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it's fair, fine. Yeah. <laughs> that wacky guy. <laughs> I've never won a fight in my life, nor will I, but I see him, and I just... Oh, I just wanted to knock his script out of his hand so fucking exactly. bad. I actually had more stories, and then on my lunch break, I saw the Powerpuff Girls pilot script, and that's oh. all that's a bit of my head for like oh, six no. hours. Let's have that conversation. Yeah, let's hear this. <laughs> I would give 
anything for that to get filmed. It is the most atrocious shit I've ever read in my life. I didn't read and it. The, What's it about? Is it about the power? The control? insane power play of like everyone dumping on it, being like, that can't be real. And then them copyright claiming it to make it absurdly clear that, oh yeah, it's absolutely real and they're embarrassed is so good to me, actually. <laughs> what what was this? I, can you give me some details? I genuinely didn't see this. Oh, it's the it's the pilot script for the CW version, live action Powerpuff Girls. Oh, the one that's on like a, a like a uh, screenshot of or something like. Where they just did like a bunch of normal sized women are dressed as yes. the Powerpuff Girls. Oh my god, this is this is real. No, no, <laughs> yeah, no, buddy. no, no. Hold it on. seemed like such a shit post, and then it got it, copyrighted. Yeah, truck. of course. Oh, Come on. No. Oh no, no. <laughs> this is not real. <laughs> Because I, I was sitting here with screenshots pulled up, ready to read them to you. Alright, well, let's talk. Okay, do we want to do, like, a, a dramatic yeah, reading? back in, let's do the thing. Okay. Alright, who's who? I'll be Blossom, okay? I'll it's be, so much better that they're all from completely separate scenes, too. Can I, can I be Bubbles? You can be Bubbles. Absolutely. Parker's very much the buttercup. Yeah, Parker's absolutely That's the butter That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me, okay, I appreciate so, that. Okay, so, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to, uh... The Powerpuff Girl. There's no Professor X or whatever the guy is. Okay, so... Uh, uh, yum, 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 I'm a monkey! Okay, uh, Parker, go ahead and start it off. <clears throat> Interior. Powerpuff Girl's home. Kitchen floor. Night. Ooh, that's so saucy. That means she's passed out drunk. Our girls are drinking, guys. Blossom's out cold. Bubbles and Buttercup hover over her. <clears throat> Bloss, wake up, or we'll <laughs> leak your nudes everywhere. That worked on you once. Bubbles nods, remembering, then thinks, closes her eyes. Dad, why'd you call the press? Dad, why'd you call the press? Blossom's gonna freak out, and the last thing we need is another crack in the bell jar. <laughs> Blossom's fine. I saw her on Insta that she has a boyfriend. I saw on her LinkedIn that she got promoted, and I saw on Facebook that she still talks to Grandpa despite their political differences. Coming back here is probably triggering for her. Why? Because she's the one who killed Mojo? I mean, moveon.org. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's creepier there, that they reference moveon.org, a website that no one's thought of since 9-11, or that <laughs> she exactly. killed Mojo Jojo. <laughs> That monkey probably deserved it. Yeah. Um, I mean, the last page is so much worse. Let's go to the third page. Third page. Right. Why do we have to read this? Blossom has climbed out of bed and is beginning to put her costume on. It's the same dress they wore as little girls. Come on, guys. Let's just suit up and get this done. I'm not wearing that dress anymore. It's compulsory heterosexuality. <laughs> Take it up with dad. What does... What's that supposed to be? <laughs> I don't like them calling him dad at this age. Yeah. I do not like okay, it. Okay, here we go. Aren't we here to investigate? God, why do I... You have to Fuck. say it. Well, why did I get butter? I'm here to pick up bi-curious townies. <laughs> You're here to avoid Drake. Bubbles is here to investigate, but she forgot Butch hates her. Luckily, we're dealing with another hate boner, so alcohol helps. Why do you know so much about hate boners? Life, comma, is one big hate boner. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what that means. Dude, this is... This is, like, so much worse than that Chris Stuckman script. It's... I wish Rain was assaulting the pavement. This fucking sucks. This is... 
This is astonishing. <laughs> like, I, I have to say, man, I, I know they're like, oh, we'll throw a copyright claim on it. This can't be real. This cannot be real. Oh my god, they have the full thing to drive. Okay, we're pivoting this podcast. <laughs> okay. New episode. <laughs> oh my god, it's 61 yum, pages. Yum. I am Mojo, Jojo, Jojo. Oh. Jojo, what about my pet monkey? That was meaningful in the last election. Gina, post Harambe, no one cares anymore. Topical! That's fun. Yeah. You kids yeah. like Harambe jokes, right? Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. Babe, you had a messed up childhood that culminated in (laughs) an traumatic event. It's like your therapist says, you needed to go out and make your own way in the world for the sake of your mental health. I'm going to close this tab. (laughs) By Curious Townies. I'm absolutely going to, like, hold it. I have to, like, download this. I have to disseminate this amongst the world. Who who wrote this? Written by Diablo Cody. Oh, yeah, I fucking smelled it. I should (laughs) have fucking known. You guys didn't even fucking tell me. God. Well, I tried to. Fuck but, uh, you. I was stuck in purgatory. Holy shit. Yeah. Well, you know what? God, it owns that. That literally just crashed my internet. Like, I went out there yeah. to make sure my desktop wasn't running and shit. Like, yeah, Bill Gates <laughs> was just like, no way. my laptop dead. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Fan stuff. They try to save you from yourselves. <laughs> oh, my God. There's so many different screenshots. Okay. I'll get I some, might like, just be searching through this and just interrupting the entire Get, episode. like, the Powerpuff Girls uh, theme song in there. And uh, do we have any other news? Uh, does it matter anymore? No, I guess not. <laughs> and, uh, where, where do you go from this? Who's your jerk of the week besides I, everyone on here? My, oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. My jerk of the week was going to be Charlie Zelidoff, who I just discovered. <laughs> uh, but instead, it's going to be Diablo Cody, the worst writer in Hollywood. Give me Max Landis <laughs> over this. Calder. Chris, no. just move on.org already. Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> 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 Uh, my jerk of the week this is going to be a little bit lengthy so I apologize but I was faced with my own age and mortality you see we were just talking shop with a co-worker who I found out later was 20 which uh, you know doesn't seem the bad guy at 20 I was 20 once really hits you when they're talking about movies and he's talking about oh yeah me and my friends are watching these shitty Adam Sandler movies and another coworker mentions like he's got a couple good ones. I like the ones with Drew Barrymore. To which he responds, "Who's Drew Barrymore?" To which the, my blood turns to ice as I feel ancient. Like <laughs> what? You haven't seen? You haven't seen Scream? He's like, "No, what's Scream? I haven't seen Scream, <laughs> but I've seen Scary Movie." Fuck. And we freeze and stare at each other. We let the moment pass, and then we ask. Why would you see Scary Movie if you haven't seen any of the movies it's making fun of? To which he responds, I don't know, I liked it when they did the what's up thing. (laughs) To which we ask, do you even know what that's from? To which he responds, I don't know, I thought it was from Scream. So my trick of the week is my own mortality. Because I have turned to dust. I, that kind of sounds like something that Josh would say and be like, I just thought that was up was a funny way to say hello. I wanted to die so bad. This sent us into like a tailspin of like, look, I know I watch a bunch of old shit for morons, but like, it's like the early 90s wasn't that long ago, right? And then we realized he's 20. He was an infant during 9-11. And that was just a realization that that's what the world is now. And I 
It's just Zoomers who don't remember 9-11 or Scream or the Powerpuff Girls. It's all crumbling. <laughs> I will, in fact, move on.org. Okay, alright, Alex. <laughs> who's your jerk of the week? My jerk of the week is myself. Now, I'd be lying if I said I gave a single solitary fuck about the current Twitter discourse involving kinks at Pride. However, <laughs> it did lead me to realize that the person that I've been in a relationship with for three and a half years pronounces it orgy. <laughs> <coughs> so, fuck me, I guess. <laughs> and a whole bunch of other people. That's the point of them. That's... Thank you. Oh, my goodness. I, I mean, now I have to say it that way. <laughs> I literally, like, stopped mid-sentence and was like, can you say that word again? And she just started blushing. And I'm like, no, 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 do it. <laughs> I just need to make sure that you didn't, like, misspeak. That's, that's it's weird because she I... say, calls that orgy, but she called that movie the Queen's Corgi. I don't know what the fuck's <laughs> up with her brain. <laughs> She's you know, on the Joker. That's regular English. <laughs> <laughs> There's more screen. I have to close this. I no, no, you can't. I already found the Dropbox we, link. We, and I dude, am... we might actually do a dramatic reading of this after this will be better than this episode. Okay, speaking of, let's talk about Correct. what we watched recently. First thing I watched was the episode of The Crown. It's about boss. I didn't really pay attention, so it's okay. And then the next... Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. I forgot about <laughs> this. Yeah. Season... Trip report, please. It's season two, episode eight, I guess. I, I didn't write it down. No, I you you mentioned it to me, so I did, and I downloaded it, and it has Michael C. Hall as John F. Kennedy. It's a real uh, decision there. Uh, yeah, that's close enough. Yeah. Right? So uh, when you uh, think about uh, John F. Kennedy, you usually think about, like, you guys saw Clone High, right? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, that's like the classic uh, John F. Kennedy impression. That's the one that you think he would do. Michael C. Hall decides, no, this is the Michael C. Hall show now. So he's going to do like five different impressions of various people who may have known John F. Kennedy at some time in their lives, but decided not to do an impression of his voice. <laughs> oh, I'm Yoda. The- it's a pleasure to meet you, President Kennedy. All right, so Nothing bad happens to Yoda never does. Jeepers Creepers. Was, uh, the, the original voice, the first voice you hear Michael C. Hall do, like, oh, okay, that's going to be John F. Kennedy. Well, okay, so he doesn't look anything like him, but that woman looks vaguely like uh, Jacqueline Kennedy. Maybe maybe he sounds like him. You know, I, I recognize people by their voices better than their faces. What does he sound like? He sounds great. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Seriously talking like this the entire fucking time. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like how Bam Margera sounds now. <laughs> Is he the fucking jigsaw killer? I, I think so, for the most part. And then later on, he gets like this southern voice. Look, John F. Kennedy went to the South once. It didn't end well. I I don't understand why he's doing this bizarre voice. Uh, the guy who's doing RFK does a pretty good job, I suppose. Uh, based, uh, why am I asking? So, The Crown is about the king and queen of England. Uh and it's more about the queen, I guess, because people care about her for some stupid reason. I, I am so happy we split apart from that country, having to care about a king and a queen. Uh, the king is played by uh, the, the doctor from Doctor Who, the ugly one. And the queen is played by an actress. And 
they uh, they're talking about things that no one gives a shit about, and the queen gets jealous because all the men in the world are paying attention to Jackie Kennedy, and I want to be the center of attention. Why she got a prettier dress on than me? So the Americans visit, and we swing our big American dicks around, which is like that's my favorite part of the movie. And then uh, something stupid happens, and John F. Kennedy gets killed. And the the episode ends, and I didn't care. So. Um, th- maybe this is why I'm single. I think girls like to watch the show and pretend like they're cultured, and I don't have the patience for this sort of thing. But I can watch MXC for like hours on end. So, uh, well, uh, let me uh, counter that with this: uh, Mojo Jojo's son is the mayor now. No, you can't. I just, just wanted you to know uh, that. The next movie I watched was directed by a 400-pound <laughs> pedophile. It's called Jeepers Creepers. Um, I've never actually seen this one. Alex, have you seen Jeepers Creepers? I don't remember. Okay, I'll see if I can do. It seems it. like the kind of thing I would have seen back then, but maybe it was. Uh, it came out in two thousand one, and it's a PG thirteen movie. It's by the director of Clown House, and it's got the Mac guy in it. So Justin Long, <laughs> ladies and germs, here for you. And he's. I enjoyed finding out what you were watching while you're in in the middle of it. Me like, hey man, check out who directed. It. Yeah, you, I was <laughs> just feeling all the life leave your body at once. I was like, okay, Jeepers Creepers, how bad could it be? And I put it on, and I must admit that I was actually kind of enjoying it for the first part. Like, the first, at least the first act, I was like, wow, this is actually really good. The idea here is you've got Justin Long and his sister, quote-unquote, who's actually kind of a baddie. And uh, they're driving <laughs> home from college, and uh, they're... It's actually, like, a really believable brother-sister relationship. I was like, this is actually really good characterization. You don't see that in a lot of horror movies, especially not in the early 2000s. Anyway, all of a sudden, the truck from hell starts tailgating them. And it's shot really, really well. It, it looks like one of the Mad Max movies. And I was like, I don't know how a 400-pound guy got up here. This is around the time when Parker Tolley, by the way, was the guy from Clown House. Have fun. Honk, honk. And uh, <laughs> I'm watching like... Well, it's fitting, though. He honks at them a lot. Anyway. Uh, yeah, he was, uh, he, was, uh, he was doing, uh, you know... They're, they try to get away from him, and they, they do it. And uh, anyway, they drive up, and they're like, oh, he's up at this house. They're like, hey, I see. I recognize his truck. And they, they glance out. And this is a shot that's going to stick with me for the rest of my life. I think this is one of the best shots I've ever seen in any horror movie ever. Maybe one of the best shots I've ever seen in a movie ever. As they're driving past, they see the guy dump a body covered in a sheet with blood on it down this hole into the ground. And he looks at them and he sees them. Kind of like that rear window thing when that guy notices that Jimmy Stewart's watching him. You're like, holy shit. And it's it's very, very beautiful. This whole scene lasts like probably like eight seconds, something like that. But it sticks with you for the rest of the movie. And they're like, we have to get away from this guy, you know? And he's chasing them, and they, they're able to get away somehow. And they're like, Justin Long at this point decides, you know, all those audience members in horror movies who have to yell at the screen, no, don't do that, don't go in there. Fuck them. He decides to go back to this haunted church to look down in the hole, falls in, sees all these dead bodies and shit. It's like, what a stupid idea here. But they somehow are able to pull it off. Anyway, um, this is around the part where I stopped kind of liking the movie because it turns out the titular creeper um, is more like a an alien demon or something. And Parker, you said you really liked his design. 
I have to say, I'm not really into it because I kind of like the idea that it was just some guy, you know, and that's part of the, the mystery is like, how could someone be like this? But I also understand why you have to do this, because if it's just some guy, then you're watching Halloween or, you know, one of the old Friday the 13th before Jason became immortal. You have to make this some sort of supernatural sort of creature, and it just doesn't do very much for me. I will say that they try to be as scary as possible uh, in a PG-13 sort of context, which is not very easy to do, but I will say hey, they did a pretty good job. Did think it was a little unnecessary that the creeper had to sniff the young boy's underwear in order to find him. Yes, yeah, uh, artistic vision coming into play there. Yeah. And look, for the record, I was 11 when this came out. I think yeah. it scared the fuck out of me. Yeah, oh, I can it's definitely understand monster. <laughs> Yeah. The end of that movie, too, really upset little Parker that night. Oh, I... He had a real hard time going I to sleep. fucking bad. Yeah, that... that <laughs> he had a real bad night that night. That would have been... crying. Yeah, that would have been tough for me. Especially, like, the eyes and everything, but, uh... Yeah. Yeah. The slow zoom into his little room. Yeah. <laughs> just along missing his eyes. Yeah. Bad night for Lil Parker. I can only imagine how great the sequels are. Oh, buddy. <laughs> how many of What's them? What's that? You want more shirtless teenage boys? Oh, I got the movie for you. And then also Ray Wise shows up with a harpoon. Don't worry oh, about it. Oh, never mind. I'm in. Okay. <laughs> you could do worse. I'm listening. Uh, yeah, suddenly you could do a in. lot worse. <laughs> oh. Even I've never seen the third one. And I'm a oh, I would hate if you assigned me a movie where Ray Wise uses a harpoon. I, I would hate yeah, if uh, somebody signed Parker the third Jeepers Creepers movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Isn't there a so fourth, would Parker. There a fourth one? There probably oh, God. Is. Please, no. It's probably directed Stop by Stop Googling it. Yeah. Um, Add it to the wheel. The next movie that I watched was the 1958 version of The Blob. And, boy, I got And how good is that theme song? <laughs> the theme song's the best part of the movie. <laughs> the theme song's the only thing that I liked. Uh, you know, it's weird. What the you... fuck? There is a fourth one? I'm sorry. Six. I legitimately did not know that. Did you think it was me. making that up? I did! Dude, I had no dude, idea. There were, like, really strong odds that he was just, like, you know, 100% right on it. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a seventh, <laughs> but not a sixth. That's Later this Don't year. Don't Google oh. that. Yeah. Let me mark my calendar. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. Fuck. So the 50s version of The Blob has Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen's one of my favorite actors, and you can tell he desperately does not want to be in this movie. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> As a hot young that. teen. Oh, hot young teen who's in Question his late mark. 20s. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did. I, one of the, my favorite things here is uh, I've read a lot of kind of pulp fiction from the 1950s, and one of the things they were especially concerned about in the 1950s were those damned teenagers. And there was a group of youngins in this movie who were simply credited as the teenagers. I guess it was kind of like the Three Stooges or something back then. You could just credit yourselves that way. Uh, the teenagers in this movie are perhaps the most boring unentertaining bunch to ever be thrown in front of a moving camera like it is just what, what they they do a bunch of dumb shit that no one cares about there okay parker you saw it right so steve mcqueen gets pulled over by the cop for going backwards too fast kind of like <laughs> kind of like stomp green uh anyway the, the cop's like what are you doing driving backwards so fast and I gotta tell you, in a in an eighty minute movie, Steve McQueen just wastes time looking for a line to say that might be funny, and you're watching like this is the most awkward thing I've ever seen in my life. And then the titular blob shows up, and that's the most awkward thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, it's it's very awkward, very disjointed. I I'm a little shocked that they were able to uh, squeeze a remake out of this, but the the remake, the 1988 version with Kevin Dillon's hair, is really good. 
So, uh, I would say watch the the 58 version is essentially worthless. I will download that theme song, though. It's right up there with uh, Barefoot Executive. It's a real banger. Song. Oh, it's real good. So, uh, See, one thing I remember from it, that the theater scene, yeah. but that's because that theater scene's been in yeah. 40 other horror movies. Yeah. And next next one, this movie fucking sucks. It's called Alice Sweet Alice. It was originally called yeah, movie Community. Fucking sucks. Ass. Yeah, I don't even know why I put I think I was. I think I was pissed off when I put it on, and... Uh, That'll show him. I <laughs> that'll show me. <laughs> I'll show me what's yeah. what. Give me a what for. Yeah, Alice Sweet Alice um, is about uh, these two young girls who are Catholic. I think they're trying to send a message here, and one of them <clears throat> is severely fucked in the head. And by the end of the movie, you can't tell if it's her or if it's some other woman. I think they kind of ripped off that. Uh, what's that Donald Sutherland movie? Uh, Don't look now. I think they're kind of ripping that off in some way. <laughs> Uh, way better movie also ripping off Sisters uh, by Brian De Palma to a very small extent uh, here's the thing about 1970s movies besides the fact that Parker's right there's nothing there that, that was good that ever came out of the 70s Alice Sweet Alice right. looks like shit what is up with the cinematography and it just looks terrible she's what England looks like dude but it doesn't take place in England though it takes place in America Close enough. Yeah. Well, it, well, it's New York, which I. It looks like an English ass movie. <laughs> looks so. It really does. Actually, that's a good way to put it. it looks fucking terrible. Um, what else is there that's that's stupid and shitty? Oh yeah, Parker. Uh, Victor Salva has a cameo role as oh her God. neighbor, the four hundred pound pedophile. He's in the, the movie. The four hundred pound grease man who just this dude really wants to fuck that kid, and you're like, cool. This <laughs> dude is fucking. I've never seen a guy this big before. I didn't know. I think I just assumed the movie's French. Have you never watched hockey? No, this dude is bigger than hockey. He can't fit in the rink, okay? There's a limit. There has to be a limit. You can't just put this guy in the coal. He kind of looks like that giant vampire from Blade that he just shines the light on. Someone out there will get it, and that's fine. That's okay. Yeah, we're not going to watch Blade. So uh, he gets stabbed, and at one point the movie tries to do this thing, like, "Oh, you don't know who's doing the stabbings. It's maybe it's this little girl in the in the raincoat, or maybe it's this old woman in a raincoat." I'm like, "Well, the old woman's like two feet taller than she is. I can tell who's who based on the silhouette." And the movie's just like, "Oh no, you can't." I'm like, "Oh yes, I can." Movies like this kind of piss me off for some reason. So. The, the the conceit of the movie is that Alice is 12 years old and the actress playing her is 19. Now to the actress's credit, she's 19 but she's maybe she's just got one of those fucked up bodies where she looks like she's 12 years old for her entire life like Gary Coleman or something. But she still has a 19 year old's voice and they decided not to dub over her voice with a 12 year old. And so whenever this 12 year old speaks, it sounds like a very 19 year old. And some people would say like, that lends an air of creepiness to the movie. No, it doesn't. It just means like, oh, hey, they forgot to dub over that uh, woman's voice with a girl's voice. Uh, Mother, I don't want to go to comedian today. Yeah, and it's cut perfect. It's so stupid because you just know that the director, and this is actually a true story. The director saw that girl at a play, was just like, "Wow, that's really weird. How she's nineteen but she looks twelve. I can make a fucked up movie with her." And he puts her in the fucked up movie. It's not even that fucked up. I don't even know what I'm supposed to be offended by. You know? Look, thank God this is the fucked up movie he put her in. Yeah, to, yeah, it was oh, good point, yeah, especially with that guy in it. So uh, it's it's just like it kind of feels like an exploitation sort of thing, and it also at that point it makes me wonder why do people go to see movies? You know, like 
I go to I go to see movies to be entertained, and that's what most people would say. But like, what are you looking for for your entertainment? And I have to admit, I think a lot of people do not go to movies to be entertained. I, I worked at a movie theater, and one of the reasons that people want to go to movies is because there's air conditioning. Okay, there was that was that uh, that time there was that was like, one like tropical storm or something during the summer. It was like super hot, and everyone lost power. So the air conditioning was out. People wanted to go to the movie theater because we had a generator, we had uh, air conditioning in our movies. So people would go there and just buy a large drink and they would just cool off in the theater. That's all that people really wanted to do. There were a lot of families who all just wanted to go see the very late showing of Fast Five with because they're like, hey, at least we're getting out of the house. And they would just see Fast Five over and over and over. They didn't even like the movie. They didn't even uh, care about it. But they they just wanted to get out of the house. And I have a feeling that a lot of people who went to see a movie like Alice Sweet Alice are just like, they were looking for some sort of stimulus in their lives. They were just like, I need to see the flashing lights in front of me on a big screen in order to feel alive in some way. This is what human beings do for recreation on my weekend. I will go watch a movie. Yeah. Feel bad for those losers, right, yeah, guys? exactly. Boy, I sure feel bad for those guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, Alice Sweet Alice sucks. Park, do you remember anything else about it? Abs- I remember the mask and the fat pedophile, yeah. and that is it. The mask is stupid. Okay, uh, last one here, and I have a feeling I want to catch a little bit of shit for this. Uh, I don't care. A lot of people kind of grill me. They're like, how have you not seen this movie? They do this all the fucking time. And I'm like, I have seen more movies than literally anyone I've ever met. I've probably seen more (laughs) movies this year than you will see in your entire life. And Many like, people are saying And everyone keeps telling me, how have you not seen this movie? And I'm like, okay, fine, I'll watch Napoleon Dynamite. So hell yeah, yeah. Dude. So I put on Napoleon. Could not be a better reveal. Yeah. <laughs> so I put on. Dude, the... I also almost watched it this week. No lie. Wait, seriously? <laughs> hell yeah, dude. I haven't seen it since it was in theaters. Right. I remember nothing. I'm very it excited. Came out for this. in 2004, and uh, let me. Jesus, don't tell me let that. Let me just re- fuck, man. Let me just remind. Just let me believe that was like 08. Let me Good, just remind on. you how this goes. Uh, so it begins with the shittiest song ever. Uh, while they show a whole bunch of food and it spells out things. It begins with Manic Monday? No, it's... No, what's that? No, what's that song? It's like... I was... Da, 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 I think you and me are gonna be friends. And I always want to put a bullet in my brain. I was not Manic in the mood. Monday Manic Monday is weird way pull, worse than that song. You know... I fucking hate Manic Monday. I would have dude. never I, guessed I that guess. to be your pull. But it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> right? I hate that song so Dude, think much. about it. Just think about how much the fucking chorus of that song sucks ass. You, I've never listened to the full thing. Every single time it comes on, just... Well, let, let me give you the rhyming scheme. It's Monday, Sunday, Fun Day, Monday. Oh. That's why I fucking hate that <laughs> song. Written by Shel Silverstein? Jeez. Probably. Right, so, Napoleon Dynamite, uh, starring... Someone... John Heater, John Heder, something like that. Um, my only way to describe this movie is it kind of feels like a PG-rated normie version of Freddy Got Fingered. Uh, John, I, I think I can understand why people like this. People like this because it's a dumb comedy. There's a, just a bunch of dumb stuff happening. And there's sort of like this subtle allegory beneath about, like, uh, you know, people in Idaho. and a, a, You know, uh, I guess I... How do I put this? I'm, I'm sort of searching for the words here. It kind of feels like the message of the movie is America is kind of dumb and everything that we do in it is kind of dumb. I'm like, yeah, I agree. But it's it's a lot of stuff that even though I can really like empathize with, I'm like, I've seen this all the time. Some of it feels really, really dated and some of it just isn't very entertaining to me. 
and people are saying, no, you don't have to, you don't understand. You have to turn your brain off. I'm like, I, my brain hasn't been on in 20 years. I, I get it, but it doesn't really appeal to me. A good example here is actually John Heater's performance that, oh, idiots, that sort of thing. That's him throughout the entire movie. I want to contrast this with Tom Green. Tom Green does a whole bunch of different things, you know? And that's (laughs) that's why I guess I find Freddy Got Fingered a little bit better than this. I will say that as the movie started off, it really wasn't doing very much for me. I wasn't pissed off or anything. It it wasn't really working for me. As it went on, it started to work a little bit more on me. Uh, I started to... It's not so much that I started to get it, but I thought that the jokes were a little bit stronger as it went on and things got a little bit funnier. Uh, I thought the dance sequence at the end was very, very funny. I thought it was very well done, and it made me smile. It's certainly better than the dance sequence at the end of Alice in Wonderland. So, quit. (laughs) (laughs) I did nothing to you this week. Yeah, you know, before that movie, dude, you assigned me its sequel, so. Oh, did I? (laughs) You didn't have to watch the first one. Yeah, because of Snake Way. Yeah, you have to. I don't even... Yeah, I read. No, it's because I had seen the first one. You know, he's like, oh, yeah. "Don't even tell Man. me that you've that you've seen the first one because I'm just going to sight you through the looking glass." I'm like, "Great." <laughs> so uh, yeah, I like the like the dance at the end. What else did I like? Uh, I like Lafonda. She made me laugh. I was like, "What's she done in this movie?" Um, I, there were other parts. There was like, what are the parts where I laughed out loud? I will admit that he gets a dance instructional video. He puts it into the tape player. It says, are you ready to bust a move? And John here just says, yes. <laughs> I, thought that was, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, well, I need to watch Napoleon Dynamite again. Yeah. God damn it. I have not seen that since I was a fucking freshman in high school. There was, I, will yeah, not let my, I will not let my memories of my sweet, sweet Uncle Rico get ruined. Yeah, okay, so Uncle Rico. That was Rico, an incredibly good bit. So, actually, Uncle that's one of the things about this movie, is it sort of became a bit of a meme in itself. People were constantly quoting this movie. People were doing the vote for Pedro thing. I went to pools. There's no one named Pedro for 50 miles. Uh, they, uh, the opposite here, buddy. <laughs> uh, let me tell you something about my school. Yeah. <laughs> People were, were quoting various lines from it all the time, and one of the ones that keeps living on today, uh, especially on uh, on Facebook, whenever you talk about something on like an NFL post, so everyone brings up Uncle Rico because he could throw a football over them mountains. That is a throwaway line in the movie, and people that really stuck in a lot of people's heads. And I had heard about this. I'm like, wow, maybe he has like a really powerful arm. Maybe I will watch it. This dude's throwing motion is like <laughs> so good. <laughs> He looks. He throws it like fucking Jared Allen. <laughs> it's an incredibly good bit. Oh. I really hope it holds up. Yeah, I've not thought of this movie in so long. So he, first of all, he's videotaping himself doing it. So it's like game tape, and uh, he sits down. Yeah, dude. He sits down with Kip and Napoleon, and they're watching it. And uh, Napoleon, <laughs> after his reaction is pretty. Fun. Maybe I do like this movie. I'm talking myself into it. Napoleon's like. <laughs> probably the worst that's how movie. it gets you dude it's, like, it's probably the worst movie ever made it's <laughs> like there's no way you could know that <laughs> and Napoleon just says you're both retarded <laughs> he gets up and leaves <laughs> same which, and, Shit, this which would be good it was a bit of it was a bit of an awkward moment for me because I was like oh geez we were saying retarded all the way back in 2004 and then I realized this podcast so we've come full also Three times today. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, that was uh, something. I think I recognize someone's voice, and I 
don't know where I know that voice from. Uh, Parker, maybe you can help me out. Who is Rex? Uh, the guy who plays Rex. Oh, dude, he does a million things. Yeah, his Mike voice Jones is stuff. in like a million things, you know, because I recognize his voice instantaneously. I did like oh, it. I, I did like that he's a practitioner voices. of Rex Quando. Rex Quando's a good bit, too. Yeah, that movie, first rule of Rex Fuck, is Napoleon Dynamite good, you guys? You have to, Next week's episode. I, Let's might, fucking dude, go. I, I had a good time. Two. I had a. I, by the end, I had a good time. And I thought the ending was really sweet. When that girl comes up to him and he's like, You want to play me? <laughs> and then he plays <laughs> the fucking the tetherball. Uh, also, he flirts with her by saying, I caught you a delicious bass. <laughs> There's something it about the way the that Rex he talks. Quang. I don't know. <laughs> the Rex Quango, though, guy, has probably done like 200 voice roles at this point. Yeah. But he will always be known as the neighbor from Office Space. <laughs> Which is also oh, right. an incredibly good yeah. bit. Well, that's the thing. It's like, his face is kind of obscured, I guess. <laughs> oh, man. That is truly one of my favorite bit parts in all of history. Yeah. Uh, when he gets so offended about being asked about having a case of the Mondays. <laughs> no, no, I think I, I think I beat a man's ass. No, man! Ass. He just leans up, <laughs> looks no. dead serious. <laughs> 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 we'll get your ass kicked, yes, or something like that. <laughs> Look off your corn, old man. Oh, what, if, what if someone asked him if it was a manic Monday? <laughs> I bet yeah. wish it was Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving. Goodbye. Next week's episode, so. Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing about Napoleon Dynamite. Um, they never made a Napoleon Dynamite 2 because God has patience with us. And uh, the directors went on to make other movies like Nacho Libre. Parker, uh, have you seen this? <laughs> Don't answer that. Answer. I it's literally on my fifth. assignment spreadsheet. So pleading, pleading the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently, this was made by. I feel like I. God, sorry. Did I not assign that to one of you guys last no, year? You didn't, I no, I did. no, 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 you didn't assign that to one. Damn, I didn't. Yeah, he did to both of us. Yeah. <laughs> Do we? Yeah, we liked it. Anyway, <laughs> get your head in the game. <laughs> sorry, it's the off season. <laughs> it's OTAs. I'm not ready, coach. Take a lap. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't run the pacer drill. I'm, I'm here with uh, Aaron, uh, with uh, Albert Hainsworth. We're watching Nacho Libre <laughs> laying on the ground. You got Hainsworth out there doing the worm. <laughs> oh, he was dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he made us watch the Carl. Neon Demon. Get him. <laughs> <laughs> I get that in the Carlton Mitchell rant confused in my head. Like one always leads Dude, to the I other. watched them both back to back, and I. <laughs> I was feeling pretty bad during the Chad Dukes one. I was like, boy, the Chad Dukes rant isn't doing anything for me. But then I then I realized, like, no, the fun of it isn't Chad Dukes. The fun of it is LeVar Arrington just very calmly saying, you can't. You can't be a fan of the Redskins. Not the way they are now. Get them. <laughs> <laughs> then the Carlton Mitchell one. They have one of their, like, pool reports. I was like, well, you know, uh, high blood pressure is often like to... Not in the mood for it, dude. Not in the mood. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you goddamn who. <laughs> oh, 30 seconds in. Oh, God, yeah. Okay, so is there anything else? Fuck all of you listening to this in the 405. <laughs> is there anything else I like? That guy was in Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park, by the way. I think I mentioned that. Yeah, right. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you so much for that. So Napoleon Dynamite. Guys, am I going to watch Napoleon Dynamite this week? You can I'm probably go. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Is there anything else I liked about it? That's one of those where, like, I just assumed there's no way it would possibly hold up. And it's like, why why ruin those good memories? I, I, might... I saw that with my best friend I had as a kid who I've literally not seen in, like, 15 years. Like, why am I going to drudge all this up for a movie I might hate now? I will say that the movie reminded me 
initially, like I had the right at the very beginning in a really bad way of Juno, because Juno also begins with one of the worst songs I've ever heard in my fucking life. Um, and then it also got better, and you ended up loving that too. I fucking hated Juno. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that, okay, that's going on my list. Uh, Alex, what did you watch? <laughs> All right, um, it's only got a couple here to talk about. Uh, so I watched the Mitchells versus the Machines the other night. Oh, I've been meaning to watch uh, that. Hell yeah. Chris, I think you will really love it. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing with this movie is like, like I think like all of the, like all of the dialogue gags work like flawlessly, but they they try to do a lot visually in this movie, and most of it just completely falls flat to me. But like simultaneously, I'm really happy that they went for it. I don't want to like say too much because like who the fuck wants to just repeat jokes from a kids movie, you know? Yeah. Like. It's it's a lot of fun. You can watch this with basically anybody. And like again, like I'm I'm really happy that they had, you know, the the creative license to just like make this movie look the way that they did. Mm-hmm. But also it doesn't really work for me at all. Like I a lot of it is very very stupid looking to me. Parker, you saw this, right? I did. I thought it was very cute and very enjoyable. Yeah. I mean, it's not my cup of tea per se, but like you know, when you play these games of yeah, I guess we can watch this tonight. I mean, that's that's the best game one of the best. Yeah, best yeah, game yeah, 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 yeah. Every Absolutely. time, yeah, you are yeah. you are coming out with a massive W on that one. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I did not enjoy this as much as I enjoyed Abominable, but it was like fairly close, and that's saying something because that's I fucking loved Abominable. Abominable, so I, I need to see that one. I'm so bad. And Chris, when when you get around to watching that in however many months, like you will thank us. What else we got here? Oh, uh, my good buddy Parker back like a fucking year ago assigned me Southland Tales. And I finally decided to trudge through that 153 minute runtime. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. Like, I, I would have gotten to this eventually. And, like, the thing that was holding me back was the runtime. Because, like, I'm reluctant to admit this on this podcast, but, like, I still think Donnie Darko's a really, really, really good movie despite the fact that that is the most uncool thing that I could possibly say in front of other human beings. like I have also not seen that since I was a teenager, and that is uh, that's one of those movies that lives in the purgatory of like, well, someone will assign it to me, and I'll count it because I don't remember any of it, so like, why go out of my way to watch it when it's just going to come my way anyways? I'm not, I'm not going to go out of my way on this because I'm sure Chris is already turning his nose up at me, but uh, <clears throat> I don't care for all like the the stupid time travel bits and like all of the the metaphysical pseudo-intellectual bullshit that makes people like this movie. I think this movie does a really, really effective job of telling the story of a main character who does everything for another character, and then said character does not remember or acknowledge sacrifice at all. And for that reason, it always hits me right in the fucking feels. And that's mostly a credit to Jake Gyllenhaal, who is a fantastic actor. But enough about Donnie Darko. Um, So Southland Tales is Richard Kelly's second movie. Coming straight (laughs) off that... And, you know, I have to respect the shot, because this is, like, maybe the most ambitious movie I've ever seen. There are, like, plots on plots on plots. He went out and, like, cast this very specific group of actors because he considered them all to be, like, underrated acting talents. Just to show that, like, any actor, like, worth a shit could be in, like, you know, these, like, sort of, like, prestige drama type movies so like the rock before he was the rock is in this sean william scott is in this sarah michelle geller's in this it's like take your pick of like people that kind of got like a 
a sort of raw deal from like the Hollywood movie making industry. And on that front, it kind of works. Like, I think all the acting in this movie is good. I just think like the ideas are too ambitious for anybody that's even trying their hardest to follow this movie to follow. Like, I'm not exaggerating when I talk about all of the like interwoven, interlayered subplots in this fucking 150 minute movie. Uh, I almost like don't want to go into them because if I go into one, I have to go into seven. You know what I mean? Like it's it's elaborate and like I see people that you know had favorable things to say about this movie and they're like oh wow this movie was so prescient like it it you know predicted the way things were gonna be now and blah 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 and like you know because it's it's very much like anti-Iraq war and very much like anti-corporate so those kind of people all fucking love it but also like and I posted this on Letterboxd so forgive me if you've already seen it you know I'll five people that follow me but uh um watching this movie after hearing that people liked it gave me an identical feeling to like the first time somebody was like bro you got to listen to fish <laughs> <laughs> it is like <sighs> it is the most jam band ass movie you could possibly imagine like there's so much going on and i don't know man i guess if you're psychologically enlightened then you can just like soak it all in and be like oh it's so good Meanwhile, I'm sitting there going, like, <laughs> Stifler said the N-word. Like, <laughs> All right, I'm back. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> he lost me at Fish, but yeah. you know how to get me. Yeah. You know you know what Real next cast yeah. for me. I, the movie I was most reminded of when I watched this was, like, Battlefield Earth, but better. Like, Battlefield <laughs> Earth, equally ambitious. There's so much going on. Like, this is definitely a better movie than that. And, like, some of the stuff that's going on is actually interesting, and I actually cared. And then, like, I realized I was, like, an hour 20 in, and, like, there had been no resolution to literally anything. And it was just, oh, we're adding more subplots. It's like, this is not how movies work, man. Like, Could you imagine that double feature? What an afternoon that would be. <laughs> Dude, like... That'll break you. Yeah. yeah. It, it exists, like... this is kind of leading into what I'm going to talk about next, but, like, it's almost like if Zack Snyder made a prestige movie, where it's just, like, there's all of this fluff that doesn't need to be there, but clearly the director wanted it there. I don't know, man. Like, it's... it's This is a movie I'd love to talk to somebody about, but I'd never assign to anybody, because I wouldn't want to make anyone watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Damn it. Now I want to watch it. Yeah. That eh, was always going to happen. You, you know how this <coughs> goes. I got it. Look, I got to rewatch Donnie Darko first, and that's that's not high on my priorities right now. I, that, I still have I, a second wheel to get through. God damn it! <laughs> Oops. Yeah. All right, that's well, Parker, let's uh, let's, let's get to the uh, uh, let's call it what it is. Let's get to the main event here. Hell yes, brother. <laughs> let's talk about our boy Zack Snyder's a newest Netflix feature. Me and Chris being like, you know what, like. Fuck it, just leave Zack Snyder to his own devices. Oops! Yeah. What could possibly go wrong? Right? That monkey's paw. That monkey's paw curled. You guys written, <laughs> directed, and shot by Zack Snyder. You guys really reap what you sow with this one, and I blame I... you both personally for this existence. Oh. Even though this is probably shot before Justice League was done, <laughs> it doesn't right. matter. None of this matters. All right, look. So. There's part of me that wants to go in order for this when we talk about it. However, Absolutely. before we do that, 
we need to talk about the most egregious fuck you to the viewers that I have ever experienced in a movie in my life. Parker, you want to talk about the song that plays over the climactic scene of this movie? <laughs> the climactic scene is in the Take your time, buddy. Take your time. Thinking about it, sends me into a giggle fit. The fucking nerve to play the acoustic version of the cranberries zombie (laughs) is so (laughs) such a slap in the face. This man loves needle drops so much, and every single one of them he does is bad. It's so impressive. They're unforgivably awful. It's un. Believable. <laughs> I just that needs to go out into the aether just so people know what we're dealing with before we start talking about this the climax movie. of this two and a half hour zombie movie. Guys, it's streaming free on Netflix. Just press play. You can watch it whenever you want. So oh. for context, <laughs> I got extremely deep into it. I watched Dawn of the Dead 04, and then right after that. House the rest of my Chinese food. Turn this bad boy on, buddy. My God, do you want to do your Snyder thing difference. first, or <sighs> just seeing like Snyder adapting someone else his first movie? Like you can see some of the style there, and then just here where he has free reign, combined with Netflix, where you can just show up and be like, "Hey, cool. So this is our first cut. You know, it's like two and a half hours. You know, we need to edit it down." They're like, "Oh, cool. It'll premiere next month." Oh, okay. <laughs> Just a company that doesn't give a shit about quality control giving free reign to the most should be reigned in person in movie history. <laughs> really is it is egregious it's just it really is the ultimate unstoppable force meeting an immovable object (laughs) just like no one no add more zach add more when hideo kojima tweeted about this movie and described it as snydering (laughs) i didn't quite understand what that meant until like an hour in and i was like oh i guess i get it now it's so cool that the opening credits are an entire movie and also the best part of this movie and and let's not forget, after we get this cool stylized action over the opening credits where they show us, you know, the zombies attacking Vegas. I, I'm sorry. Before that happens, we find out what caused the zombie apocalypse. I which was you were exaggerating. <laughs> a dude getting roadhead and crashing into a military truck and freeing the alpha zombie. Now, Zack Snyder's really good at, like, metaphor and symbolism. I mean, you got might have uh, you might have noticed some of his Jesus allegories in the Superman movies. <laughs> Alex, do you remember the name of the convoy in this movie that's transporting the Alpha? Oh zombie? my God, I do, but I don't. <laughs> He's laying oh, on us, buddy. That would be the Four Horsemen. <laughs> do you get it? Oh man, I I do. <laughs> oh my God, Chris, don't worry. There will be plenty of biblical allegory in this movie for oh, you. My God. <laughs> So yeah, dude's getting sloppy top, just married, the military convoy crashes into him, the alpha zombie, which we will get to later, Correct. breaks free, starts eating people, and then we get the opening credits, which is literally, like, I'm not exaggerating, like, that's a movie in those credits. Yeah, it's it looks And incredible. it looks super cool, it looks awesome, it actually takes place in Vegas and uses, like, 
modern day Vegas as like a cool backdrop and theme. Because spoilers, once you get to the actual movie, there's a little bit of a time jump. Nothing crazy, but like this movie could take place anywhere. Oh, correct. They're just in one quarantine, rundown city full of zombies. It could be fucking anywhere. Yeah, but it's, it's such it's, a wasted premise. It makes me so mad. It, I mean, like you get some style out of it, which is like. It, it gives you not nothing. I'm glad this took place in Vegas, but also, yeah, you're correct. It didn't need to. They could have. They could have found like, ah, yeah, this is the chowder from the from the bar outside of uh outside of Yaki Way, and like, yeah, like I don't like whatever. It could have been a bank fault in fucking Nebraska. The yeah. movie looks the exact same. Yes, you right. do. Yeah, but we get to see some Elvis impersonators get fragged, and that's cool. Yeah, like the opening credits own real hard. <laughs> so we find out immediately after the opening credits. That the government is going to nuke Vegas and kill all the zombies. <laughs> okay, yeah, so keep that in mind as we go through the next two hours and 20 minutes of this movie, okay? Just I, back I your mind. Preface, yeah. I want to preface this, like, it's not fair to, like, judge a movie for what you wish it was instead of what it is. But also the movie gives you, like, eight ideas. So like, hey, this would be cool, and then doesn't do them. So Correct. you can't help but be like, no, you set this up and then forgot about it. That's not on me for wanting it. You can't tell me that, yeah, it's really dry out, but when it rains, that's when all the shamblers come back from the dead, and then it never rains. Correct. That's not on me, movie. <laughs> yeah. Put this lore out there. And, oh, it's going to be so cool. It's going to be pouring rain. All these zombies are going to, like, rise. No. <laughs> just shoot them. There is so much lore. But we'll get to all that. Because first, we got to put together the team. You see... Dave Bautista was in the opening, you know, credits montage, just killing a shitload of zombies and saving people, and now he's a fry cook. Don't worry about it. Um, God, I wish I had that movie instead so bad. Oh, don't worry, you're getting it. And also, it's an anime. Oh, good. That's where I prefer to see Dave Bautista as an anime for. Yeah, of course. I mean, why would you get this big, hunky ex-wrestler if you're not going to just make him in a cartoon? Uh, we'll we'll, we'll like, get to the we'll get to both yeah. prequels in a bit. Don't you worry. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and go mostly in order, but there was definitely a scene where like Dave Bautista's murdering a bunch of zombies, and I paused it. I'm like, we're an hour and a half in. How is this the first time I've seen him shoot a zombie since the opening credits? Correct. How does this happen? And I know exactly what scene you're talking about, and it owns. It's what? very good. Almost like that should have been the whole. It's fine. It's fine. So he's a fry cook. So, uh, yeah, he's a fry cook, and some uh, casino owner comes in and is like, hey, I need you to go back into Vegas and get all the money in my bank vault since they're going to destroy it with a nuke. And, you know, like, it's already been insured, like, it's already paid off, so you guys can keep, like, most of it. Like, it's cool. I'm just going to give you the plans, blah, 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 whatever. He's like, yeah, of course I don't want to be a fry cook anymore. No fucking shit, movie. So he starts assembling his team. <laughs> Parker, is there any member of the team that you would like to talk about, or do you just want me to start talking about Dieter the Safecracker? Okay, here's the thing about Dieter that did not hit me until way later. So the most annoying character, obviously, by far. He's a safecracker. He can't do anything. All he can do is, like, it's what you think. He's the nerdy guy who knows safes, but, like, has never killed a zombie, doesn't really know how to use a gun. And also he's German. Why doesn't he just give them the passcode for the safe? It's his well, safe in his building. Am I wrong? No, it is not his safe. It is a safe by the greatest safe creator of all time, known as... Chris, hold on to your chair. Oh, fuck. The God of Damarung. <laughs> <laughs> like, and the whole reason he wants his, to go is... It's, 
But like, it's the Asian guy's building. Can't it be like, all right, so you need to get the money. Uh, the number is seven four three two. Just grab that, bring it back. Why do they need to crack a safe? Does he not know how to get into his own safe? I don't understand. I don't understand why you would tell him, hey, go get my money for me. Also, you have to break into the safe. Hey, buddy, you'd you'd think this movie would have had time for, you know, a throwaway line about why that can't be the case. But, you know, the runtime was a brisk 153 (laughs) minutes. So, so so dense. Every frame has so much going on in the background where you can't see it. Chris, you want to take a guess on how many times Dieter, the German safecracker, says Scheiße in this movie? I... Uh, Trick question, I lost count. <laughs> now, there was a character I was very excited about. A very large, muscular black man who I just wrote, why isn't this Michael Jai White? Don't worry about it. Who in the opening credits has a giant fucking buzzsaw and is just cutting through zombies. You're like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. He gets recruited to be on the team. They suit up. He grabs that buzzsaw. Never uses it the rest of the movie. <laughs> Correct. Why would you tease me? Why the fuck would you show me this if I can't have it? Why, Zach? Like, we get this whole fucking team assembly scene before we get the realization that, oh, Dave Bautista needs to bring his daughter along. For reasons. And also, there's family shit. For (laughs) reasons. Dad, I'm going in. I'm not going to let you go. I'll go in anyways. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Guys, she's coming. Thanks for the emotional moment, Zach. I appreciate it. So we get the scene where they're all suiting up. We get uh, the the casino owners, like security guy joins the team. He's like, ah, you know, I'm coming with you guys, blah, 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 blah. We have a fucking acoustic sad girl cover of Bad Moon over this fucking montage. (laughs) Fuck. Dude, him and his fucking sad boy and sad girl covers. He has the worst needle drops in in movie history. It's unreal. Every single movie... The the one that I will always think about until the day I die is the times they are changing in Watchmen. Like, <laughs> Jesus Look, Christ, man. I almost watched Watchmen just because yeah, we're going to be talking about this. But three hours is a commitment I'm not willing to make. And that's not even the extended cut. I watched back-to-back zombie movies from Zack Snyder. Like, I, I did my part. Yeah, that's fair. Ah. <laughs> uh. Did we, did so we, we forget them. anyone in the crew? Oh, we got the the fucking TikTok guy. I don't know who the fuck <laughs> who that guy is, but uh, referred to him solely as Zombie Doctor Disrespect, and I will yeah. not find out who he is. <laughs> they literally recruit this guy for their crew because he like streams himself breaking into Vegas and shooting zombies, <laughs> which is it's pretty good. It's like, pretty good. I, I believe like the exact line of dialogue is, "Who is this guy?" I don't know, but he's fucking crazy. Like, <laughs> so of course he gets to come along. This movie is a sliding scale, like, the opening's really dumb, but, like, whatever. Then the like, opening credits, that whole montage set to the Viva Las Vegas, super good, super stylized. And then it's just a steady drop down until you realize, like, I'm 90 minutes in and having a bad time. And then it just keeps fucking going. Hey, uh... We're starting at, like, a solid three and a half stars, and it's just a drop Hey, Parker, you want to talk about our character who I wrote down as the girl version of the mole from South Park? <laughs> <laughs> are we talking about the helicopter pilot? Because I would no, love to talk about that. No, we're talking about... Oh, the other one. Yeah. Oh, fuck that! Yeah. Much. I forgot about yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is the point of her? Why well, do we just keep... Like, they get the team together. It's like, all right, cool. Here's seven more people now. <laughs> yeah, it's great. 
And then she grabs that guard on the way out of the camp, just so the sex pervert can get his comeuppance at minute 40 of this 153-minute <laughs> zombie movie. That's what we needed, was the sex pervert FEMA camp guard. Thanks, movie. Wait, has Zack Snyder we put a, a sex pervert on. into all of his movies, except for... Uh... Oh, don't... Sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, buddy, don't worry, because he's about to get his once we get into Vegas. Now, uh, Parker, (laughs) describe your feelings when you first saw that there was a zombie tiger. I, like I said, the movie started on a high note for me. We get that zombie tiger immediately, and I'm like, what's everyone talking about? This kind of (laughs) owns. And then it stops owning pretty quickly afterwards, but like... This is front-loaded with, like, pretty good opening, getting the team together, which is fine. Then the second they get inside, there's a fucking zombie tiger. Like, I am ready to watch Zack Snyder's zombie tiger movie. And then the zombie queen comes out. (laughs) So. Whatever she's wearing. Don't worry about it. So all you need to know for this scene. I have to worry about it. (laughs) All you need to know for this scene is that one of the characters that's been inside Vegas regularly goes... Oh, well, you know, we gotta make a sacrifice to the alpha zombies, because uh, we don't want them, you know, thinking that we're encroaching on their territory. Like, they'll be totally cool if we just, like, give them this, blah, 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 blah. So they give them the sex pervert, and they move on. And you would think, like, oh, that's, like, a cool nugget of, like, you know, self-contained lore within this movie. Surely we're not gonna spend 45 minutes with the zombie society. Oh, 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 oh you thought wrong, dumb fuck. Surely they wouldn't just pile zombie lore scene after zombie lore scene on us after telling us the entire city is going to be nuked at the end of the movie. (laughs) And yet! The pitch of this movie is Ocean's Eleven in Escape from New York. And he took that cool, like, 85-minute premise and went, okay, but there's a zombie hierarchy, and if the alphas bite you, that creates more alphas, and there's a zombie queen. It's like, I don't care. Don't try and give me pathos to the zombie. It's not going to work. I promise you I don't give a shit. I don't care about the humans. I'm definitely not going to care about them. It's just this fucking whipsaw. Because, like, they start going through, like, they're trying to get their way through the city. And then one of them gets caught. And you realize that, like, the reason they're all wearing fuel tanks on their back is so someone can shoot the fuel tank if, you know, the zombies get them. So, you know, it, it kills all the zombies. It's like, that's fucking cool. I love that that's in this movie. And then they all drop their fuel tanks and they go do other stuff. <laughs> like, it's, it's like he had this great idea, set up 30 minutes of payoff, and then abandons it entirely. And it just happens over and over and over. <laughs> fucking nerd. Look, we need to talk about the helicopter pilot. I need to talk about this. <laughs> the fact that they shot this entire movie with noted cool guy Chris D'Elia, <laughs> and then it came out that he was a sex pest hitting on teenagers in every city in the world, and they're like, damn, we'll just digitally insert someone else into all of his scenes. And it's not very noticeable. Is both impressive and also horrifying for the state of film in the near future. Because, my God. Yeah, yeah. finding out, like, oh, yeah, Dave Bautista has literally, they've never been in the same room together. <laughs> <laughs> She's just digitally reimposed into every single one of those scenes. And uh, there's definitely some scenes where it's like, well, he's looking three feet above her head. That's interesting. <laughs> but for the most part, like, it's fine. It's very funny that it costs more money to just re-add this character then to film that entire prequel that we will get to. Oh, we will. Parker, you want to talk about the hibernating zombies? 
No, no, I don't. <laughs> All right, moving on. So they, they get to they get to the casino with the bank vault, which is of course called Olympus. Oh hey, oh, I just looked at my notes. Remembered, there's two giant buildings. Hey, Chris, guess what they're called? Uh, Chris, guess what they're called? Guess, guess, guess. Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> oh, from like the Bible. Yeah, you heard of it. Oh, so God. is Zach. Buddy, we're going to get to the Bible very, very shortly. Oh my God, I forgot about the part where the Japanese man sees easy peasy Japanese. This movie fucking That happens in like minute 20 and so much dumb shit happens you just forget it. And then I saw it in all caps in my notes and it hit me. Thank you. Because I would have forgotten about that completely. Because <laughs> there is so much going on. So anyway, they get to the casino. They're working their way down to the vault. A couple of them uh, stay up top to guard, and the zombie queen shows up. When we find out that the Japanese guy's security henchman dude is like, oh, actually, I need to get que like blood from the zombie queen, because that's the real purpose of this mission. And all of the other stuff was a ruse, a distraction, if you will. <laughs> the zombie ruse. Hey, uh, you guys ever seen Aliens? Oh. Hey, uh, bad news if you're expecting any subversion on the movie Aliens. It's just Aliens. Yeah. I'm sorry, there's a bit of a, there's a bit of that where the helicopter pilot's like, wow, this dude's like not even part of our group. He just works for the guy. He's probably going to double cross us. And then he just does that 20 minutes later and no one stops him. <laughs> and, and also, so like his big thing is he wants to take the queen back, right? The queen is the first thing they see when they enter. Correct. They could they could throw fucking net on her and take her back and be back outside in fifteen minutes and no one dies. Parker, instead, what do they do? <clears throat> he saws her fucking head off. He saws her head off and puts it in a fucking bowling ball bag. It's just like like, like it Chris just carries it and they keep going deeper. Chris, you've seen like literally any movie ever where there's like some fucking probably Australian big muscly poacher who's just like talking about how much money he can make. It's that with a zombie. It's the dumbest thing in the world. And then they keep going deeper. Like he has what they need and uh, spoilers, he double crosses them. So they keep going deeper into the zombie city and he keeps like getting them killed. So he has less people to help him get out of the zombie city. Now, Chris, on a scale of one to ten, you know, knowing uh, knowing how Zack Snyder's movies works, how much screen time do you think they devoted to the zombies mourning the death of their queen? Oh my! <laughs> this could be like a thirteen-minute scene. <laughs> Only thirteen, you say? <laughs> There's so many zombies. They bring her. So sad. They bring her body back to Olympus, and they take it up into <laughs> the zombie pit, where the alpha zombie lifts a zombie fetus out of her dead body. <laughs> Why is it blue? <laughs> Do not. Why is there it? a robot zombie in this movie? Why does someone ask Zack Snyder? Why did he go? Hmm, interesting. Wouldn't you like to know? Like, motherfucker, what is this? It's like, they give Are us... Are they for real aliens? They give us lore about, like, how the zombies work. But they're never, like... Yeah, so if the alpha zombie bites a tiger, then the tiger is also one of the alpha zombies. Like, I wanted... I have so many questions about the fucking tiger. 
think like, all of the zombie lore is the most interesting part. But also, if I could lose all of it and have this movie be like an hour 35, I would do it without thinking 1, twice. thousand percent. When they walk it's into Vegas... It's more interesting than anything else. When they oh walk into God. Vegas and there's a zombie tiger strutting around and somebody goes, yeah, it was one of Siegfried and Roy's. It's like, man, what a cool fucking moment. You're using everything about like your your the scenario you've created and the setting and everything this is awesome and then it just sucks after that so anyway <laughs> then they just go into dark buildings that have dark basements and then they go into dark tunnels that connect to other dark buildings cool and then because it's after to... everything's been walled off so it just doesn't look like vegas at all Correct. It could be my fucking apartment complex at night. It looks the exact same. It sucks. With the exception of the one scene you talked about earlier, where they fight zombies out on the gaming floor, and like it's just like slow motion so zombies getting tossed into roulette tables and chips flying it's everywhere so and stuff. Good. It's the entire reason it's you like, watch this movie. It's like, like why is this not the whole movie? It should be the whole it's, movie. Correct. It's starting to sort of sound incredible. It's, it's, if I could jump in about a movie I didn't watch, absolutely, it kind of feels as though. Zack Snyder doesn't care very much about those action scenes. The scenes that we seem to think that he does better than this background lore bullshit. I think he really cares about lore. I think that's his favorite part about storytelling and movies and shit. And you know what? If you love lore, I respect that. I I also adore the lore. But don't tell us 10 minutes into your 153-minute movie that all of the lore that you're setting up is about to be wiped out by a nuclear bomb. Because don't that give is me the... all this lore. Like, the spoilers, you know we're going to talk about the prequel movie? It's been filmed. It's done. Yeah. Like, you already have a prequel ready to go, plus an animated series and sequel plans. Just make a cool movie first, and then give me the lore. Don't give me a movie and go, alright, cool, in two months you're going to get a prequel leading up to it. Like... No! Just give me a tight 90 of zombies fighting each other in Vegas, not... You know, the alpha zombie got the queen zombie pregnant, and then that's... A, I, you know, I don't actually, care. Hold up, hold up. I do not... Why does he have a cape? Why does he no, have a right, cape? Wait, wait, wait. The wait love before of we get to the cape... I can't believe I said that. Uh, I'm trying to sort of square the idea of the timeline here with this. Not the timeline of the movie. Yeah, I don't good really luck. care about that. Good no, luck, dickhead. timeline of real um, life here. The, Sorry, were you going to say something else? I can I can answer this. I can tell you. Yeah. Uh, so the zombie attacks no, Vegas in the eighties, and I don't care. And the the movie takes place in two thousand eight. That's, that's that's not quite what I'm asking. I mean, the timeline of real life. Okay. So Netflix gave Zack Snyder a whole bunch of money to make this movie. Right? Am I right? Do I have that part right, or did I screw something up? It's like ninety that's million. A, that seems like a lot of movie. That seems like a lot of money to make a movie. Now, I ordinarily I would say, why did they give him so much money to make a movie? Has Zack Snyder been in the news recently? And in fact, he has. Uh, the, the Snyder Cut of the Justice League. That was a, a big thing for a while. People were like, okay, this is, this is going to be like a big thing. Uh, but they had to have given him this money well before the Snyder Cut came out. You know? The Aquaman days, yeah. Exactly. So... <laughs> <laughs> what on earth convinced Netflix that, like, yeah, this guy is the one that we should give money to? Did they watch Aquaman and they were just like, yeah, sure, go for it, buddy? They watched He's a name. <laughs> they, they watched fifteen years of Michael Bay movies and wrote that guy a blank check. So. Yeah, exactly. They gave infinite money to make a fucking Michael Bay movie starring Ryan Reynolds. Like, that's a name. 
that they can put on things and then promote. You better believe when I watched the UFC show last weekend, Army of Dead was all over that canvas, all over that time I clock. Know, they've been advertising the hell out Every, of it. People know who Zack Snyder is, so you just give them a blank check and then just put his I, name everywhere I for guess. a minute. And then you just forget I, the movie exists. I just exists. don't feel like uh, Zack Snyder is the one who brings people into your service. I canceled my Netflix at the beginning of the year. I am not going back for Zack Snyder. Uh, if jo- I mean, also, like, we're talking about the Michael Bay movie. It took me, like, a solid 30 seconds here to remember that it's called Six oh, Underground. Right. That yeah. movie also does not exist. Like, you yeah. get a big name to go, yeah, fuck it, I'll watch yeah. that. Well, and then it's on the it's on the top ten for, like, two weeks, and then you never hear about well, it, it every like Army of Darkness is going to have a bit of a shelf life here, because, like you said, they're making a prequel. They're making uh, an animated series. And I think you said they're making, you said they are sequel plans. This movie is going to fester, are. you know? Much we'll like a zombie's rotting shit. Don't worry. <laughs> God they damn it. acquired the rights in 2019. Hot dog. Okay, so what happens next? So anyway, the alpha zombie, who we may as well just refer to as Big Daddy Mars for the rest of this. Yes, thank oh, you. He's running around in a cape and a metal mask that deflects bullets okay because i guess he's a smart zombie dude (laughs) i we know at this point i was like yeah Yeah. sure let's go let's fucking do it man that's what i want out of a Zack snyder zombie movie so we get is an alpha zombie that wears a bulletproof face mask we get dieter the german safe cracker just doing his german safe cracker thing for what feels like four hours he cracks the safe they find the money they're all happy but bad news the guy that everyone knew was going to betray them betrayed them. But it's okay, because the Lady Mole swapped the bag with the zombie queen's head in it for just, like, a regular cash-counting machine. So when he tries to escape with it, he gets mauled by the zombie tiger. And it looks like shit. Bites his face clean off. And it looks hideous. It looks like the fucking boar in Jaws, dude. It looks horrible. <laughs> One cost $90 million. The other was made in Korea like 10 years ago. But it's okay, because, you know, what is the lady mole going to do with the zombie head? Of course, she is going. <laughs> Parker, you want to say it? She just drops it off the roof after she gets impaled onto the building. <laughs> she just holds it out. It just lets go, and then it just falls and splatters like a rotted pumpkin. <laughs> it's so it sucks. <laughs> Real bad. So at this point, how many characters do we have left? Oh, I guess we should get back to our boy Dieter the safe cracker. Yeah, we need to talk about the safe real bad here. <laughs> go ahead. So he he opens the safe. Dieter has been paired with our friend... Like, I'm just going to say the black guy. I mean, I'm... I couldn't tell you. You do not have to call him Vanderho. I I didn't write down a single character's name, nor will I start now. Correct. But yeah, Safecracker and the Black Eye. It's like an odd couple. One's like this cool badass, one's a nerd. But then they start getting along and they help each other. I will say I did enjoy the bit with like it being booby trapped like an Indiana Jones thing. Yeah. Sending a zombie. (laughs) Yeah. Having to like rope down zombies to like go through the booby traps. That was really good. Incredibly good bit. To send a zombie in so, like, the walls can collide on him and smash him. Good stuff. Like, there's, like, five or six really cool ideas in there. Yeah. <laughs> Two and a half. It's fine. So they get the safe open. But, oh, my God, there's zombies everywhere. We're going to die. So Dieter's like, oh, don't worry. I'll sacrifice myself for you. 
Locks the black guy in the vault. Why doesn't Dieter go in the vault? Good question. Locks the black guy in there. Should we just... Do we jump to what happens at the end, or do we just... Well, wait, let's wait. Just hold that thought. Just hold that thought. So Dieter decides, like, oh, I'll just lock you in there. Black guy does not know how to escape vaults. Dieter is the only one who knows how to open the vault. He locks black guy in the vault, dies for no reason. Why is he not going there with them? You figure it out. Don't worry about it. So back to the rest of our characters. It's like Batista, his daughter... Uh, oh, that, that lady that pilot. gets her head clean ripped off by the zombie. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. <laughs> and then the helicopter pilot who spent the entire movie on the roof. By the way, so it's a no-fly zone. So you can't fly in, but it's okay to fly out. Don't worry about it. Also, we reveal that... Uh, the Asian guy, the Japanese guy, he's been working with the U.S. government on this whole big fucking deal. It's only oh. a no-fly zone because of the government, so they could just they could just lift the no-fly zone. They Correct. could just fly and get the money and go. Also, we get all of this lore about how he sent all these previous teams in to try to get all the money out of the vault. But also, we now know the money doesn't actually mean anything. He doesn't give a fuck about it. He just wants the zombie queen's head. So literally, you could just go hey guys he lift the travel ban helicopter in and just throw a fucking net over one of these zombies pull them up yep then you're done you yeah did that's it, it. good job everyone all of this <laughs> the cover story said is hey you need to go into this zombie city to steal this money that's already insured that i'm going to be paid for <laughs> actually one of the only lines i did like is when he goes up to helicopter pilots like hey if you'll do this job you know for two million dollars like yeah sure yeah. <laughs> and just asks no questions and walks away. It's I a very good it. bit. <laughs> Much more enjoyable so, now that that's not Crystalia. Yeah. Oh my god. It's so funny that this meant like sixty million dollars to just remove him from this dipshit <laughs> movie. <laughs> so the helicopter's flying away, as one does, and uh the alpha zombie wouldn't you know it is able to leap off the building onto the helicopter of course. to face off against Dave Bautista. Who this entire movie is wearing the oldest old man glasses, and it's funny every time it shows them. <laughs> He's got them tied around his neck like a fucking 80 year old man. It's good. He looks it's like a good the choice. fucking juggernaut. <laughs> really? I know he was like added into the last Gears of War game, but he just looks like a Gears of War character this whole movie. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. And, uh, you know, we get to this beautiful emotional climax where Dave Bautista gets bit. And they're able to, you know, get rid of the alpha zombie, but he has to have this beautiful heart-to-heart moment with his daughter. Hold on, I gotta pause you. I gotta pause you for one second, because the entire third act of this movie is predicated on this daughter going back to save, like, some lady that went into Vegas for reasons that was, like, in her refugee camp that she's trying to save. So they save her, they get her out, she's on the helicopter, the helicopter crashes, we never see her get bit or die, but also, <laughs> they right. ne- there's no resolution. There's literally, like, we did all of this for apparently nothing, because I guess the daughter's the only one that survives, because they don't care enough about this fucking other character in this 153-minute movie to check in on her for half a second while zombie plays. There was literally no time. Because it said we had to get the flashback to learn that Bautista's wife got turned into a zombie. And he just had to murder her in front of their daughter. <laughs> and she's hated him this whole time. Because, you know, she didn't blame him for killing their zombie mom. But he never came back to check on her and see how she was feeling. So she resents him. 
And now they're having this beautiful bonding moment where he's turning and she has to kill him. Well, the cranberries are <laughs> So, like, you're listening to this and you're watching this and you're like, surely this is the last scene of the movie, right? There's no way they could possibly have any scene that takes place after this fucking needle drop with all of this emotional, like, shit coming to a head. But actually... <laughs> Turns out, uh, that master safe is nuke-proof, baby. Correct. Because they nuke the shit out of that city. All that zombie lore, don't worry about it. Don't need it. They're all fucking ash. Don't even worry about it. But the safe survived. So our good friend, black guy, survived. And just walks out of Vegas. He's got his money, money and just, just leaves the nuclear fallout of Las Vegas. And he boards a plane. Local airport goes, how do you do, fellow airport denizens? Here are my piles of money. I would like to buy a plane to Mexico City. God, I wish it was that quick. Like, oh, I need a plane. Oh, sorry, we can't do it without ID. Putting cash on the table as you're looking like, we're at 218. (laughs) Fucking wrap it up, dude. Everyone is dead. The movie is over. And he gets on the plane. Guys, he's not feeling so good. And uh, at one point early on, my girlfriend pointed out, like, why is he wearing this stupid-ass scarf this entire movie? And as soon as she pointed out, I was like, God fucking damn it. (laughs) And it gets to the end of the movie, and he's still got the scarf on. I'm like, he's got a fucking bite under there. Sure as shit. He goes into the bathroom, reveals he has a bite. Cut to black! Fuck you! See you in a year, dickhead! Hope you guys are ready for the beginning of Spectre, but bad, and with zombies. Because that's what we're getting in Mexico City. The nerve to have two different prequels, like, in the canon and be like, but also, don't you want to see more? No! All the characters are dead and you nuked the zombies! What is the sequel? Well, I can tell you at least what the prequel is. Hey, Chris, you remember Dieter the Annoying Safecracker? Yeah, Scheiser. You want to know more about him? Well, I sure hope your games go, your teams go seventeen and zero this year, buddy. Because uh, main character of the prequel that is already done, don't main worry about it. And director. So, uh, Chris, you hey, ma- you know what's awesome? A prequel movie before the zombies. <laughs> now, Chris, you may have uh, you may have noticed a uh, letterboxed review that I liked this week. Which also features the same actor, and we are not going to tell Parker. Correct. Because oh, that is in his no. future. Oh, no. I, I, no, 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 no. Just, don't look. just no. let it happen. I will go to his IMDb. God, let it, fine. Wa- just let it wash okay, it. I'll it's let fine. It happen. I'll it's let okay. it happen. God damn it. It's, it'll hit me <laughs> so the animated anyway, scene. Army of the Dead. One of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> what a colossal waste of an afternoon that was I will never forget it I will never forget that fucking that the zombies figured out that they could use armor to stop bullets and then put armor on exactly one zombie (laughs) (laughs) like this is the kind of movie that just like every three months I'm gonna be like remember that fucking movie (laughs) and it's gonna hit me just apropos of nothing I'll just be like at work minding my own business and be like the fucking zombie queen had a blue baby. Like, <laughs> there's a fucking robot zombie in this movie. What is that? What is the robot zombie? Are there aliens? Why are they... 
Why are they leaving Area Fucking 51? Zack just... Snyder saying in an interview that there's a... If you look closely at the shipping container, you can see there's a, a, a fucking shipping label to Iran on it. Like, they were gonna mail the fucking zombie to the Middle East. <laughs> Go fuck this, yourself. This movie sounds good. Hey, Chris, <laughs> hey Chris uh, this might surprise you, but uh, the American government wanted to the alpha zombies so they could make an army of zombies. Oh, yeah, they would call it, like, the army of the dead. You, you, ever, you ever heard that idea before? That's pretty yeah. cool, right? I just don't understand what is possibly coming next. <laughs> I mean, I obviously he's just gonna instead of just offing himself in the plane, he's just gonna land and just start biting people and just be like, "Oh my god, another outbreak! What do we do?" But also, like, I as someone who watches horror a lot, you cannot make me give a fuck about zombie movies of any kind. Correct. How do you fuck up a zombie heist movie in Las Vegas? <laughs> This is starring Dave Bautista. There's never been more of a slam dunk. It's just... Fuck, man. An anime prequel series. I'm so tired already, and I haven't even watched it. Like, it's like, hey, remember all that cool stuff in the opening that you wish was the movie? Don't worry, it's an anime now. Oh, what's that? Some episodes directed by Zack Snyder? Cool. We didn't even mention, like, I think we said it in passing a couple times. The entire background is out of out of focus and blurry the entire movie. Correct. And I don't know about you, but I could not get used to it. I would get used to it for, like, five minutes, and then we'd, like, cut to a new location. I'd be like, what What the fuck is that back well, there? Well, Parker, you see the world became very different on the zombie. Mm-hmm. The first movie... He's ever been cinematographer for <laughs> it shows home run for sex like, no, you know what you guys were right you know we just gotta let these these auteurs these creative geniuses just run with it you know i i don't want studio interference in my movies i want this <laughs> i'm sorry i was wrong i apologize i'm I was not wrong. convinced i shouldn't I have opened my mouth yet, so maybe it's good <laughs> I'm ready to talk about it for another 30 minutes once you I do, will buddy. absolutely talk about it again next week. Because <laughs> it's definitely one of those movies where, like, you're just watching, like, whatever. And then an hour later, you're like, another thing. What the fuck? How'd they just, what happened there? Why did wa- they do that? I watched this, what, like, Friday morning? Like, I've been <laughs> mad about it since. <laughs> <laughs> I... If you watch it this week, and I know you cannot resist that pretzel, <laughs> we will absolutely pick up this conversation again. Don't even There's like worry. a 50-50 chance Alex comes over tomorrow, so let's see if she's down. She'll, she yeah, she'll never visit well, again. Pauly Shore is not in this oh, one, so mind. you're in the clear, yeah, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> He's actually digitally inserted in Chris Delita's seats. Chris Delita. Got him. Got him. Parker, what did you want? Let me see. So I will mention at the top here, uh, we were going to watch Invincible on Prime that everyone has told me is incredibly good, the animated comic book thing. I thought it was the Eagles movie. And we got... Shut up. But how can you see it? I've seen it, you can't assign it. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) So we got about three minutes in, and both independently, without saying anything, like just had the same realization like, Man, this looks a lot like the Boondocks. And then we saw the Boondocks was on HBO Max and watched that for like three hours. (laughs) So, get to Invincible someday. But uh, Boondocks is still incredibly good, as it turns out. 
Turns out I have not seen most of these episodes in a decade and remember many of them word for word. Especially ones that Migrant would yell at me loudly while playing Left 4 Dead. <laughs> it checks out, yeah. Um, my goodness. I rewatched Game Night, which is like easily one of my favorite studio comedies in the mm-hmm. last decade. Because it's like filmed like an actual movie by real right, directors. Yeah, I remember. Like every other fucking comedy you watch is alright, shot, reverse shot, scenes over, okay, now fade away to the walking off and then just ADR some jokes over it. This isn't. It has a lot of very interesting shots. There's a really, really good one take scene in the middle of the movie where they're just like basically playing keep away in this giant mansion. And there's a lot of moving parts, and it's very visually impressive. And also, it has a lot of very good jokes. Like, it's a fantastic movie that I don't think anyone saw except the other Alex. But it's very good, and also, Rachel McAdams is good in literally every movie. Correct. I would strongly recommend that to most people. Let me see here. Talked about Dawn of the Dead. Definitely forgot that in the middle of the movie they played the Richard Cheese version of Down with the Sickness. <laughs> it's like my third time seeing this movie, and like every time, after like an hour, hour 15, I just lose interest. It's like that's when the movie's ramping up, too, but by that point, I'm just like, all right, man, wrap it up, get in, get in the buses. I don't know, it's just never been able to hold me. It's. I still prefer it over the 70s one, but man, watching that back to back with Army of the Dead is a real. <laughs> someone being reined in That's off like someone else's movie. script yeah. <clears throat> versus hey man do what you want Netflix isn't going to tell you to tone it down they don't give a shit as long as you turn it in on time you can do whatever the fuck you I want I think apparently. we just need a movie where he directs one of the <clears throat> Stuckman scripts oh my god we have to make that happen so the last movie from the first wheel is a movie called The Naked Man oh, starring Michael Rappaport. <laughs> is he a naked man? Uh, he's a chiropractor who is also a professional wrestler who wrestles in a full body naked he's suit. Super strong. <laughs> Does it have a little and dick? Super naked. Oh, there's a little leaf over it because that's fun. Oh, I get this movie is written by Ethan Cohen, <laughs> who is now my jerk of the week. No way. There's no way to say this kindly, so I'm just gonna say he sounds retarded. Like the entire movie. I, what Michael Rappaport? That's just his yeah, voice. Kind of it's, the... No, he's not even talking like Michael Rappaport. He's doing something different, and it sounds like he's trying to contain it and like act. And it's so much worse. Like, just just be who you are. So his parents get murdered by an Elvis impersonator okay. and a cripple. Alright. <laughs> and he just starts breaking people's necks. And it's supposed to be like this silly, crazy, dark comedy. And I just wanted to die the entire runtime. <laughs> I hated this so fucking much. I, I don't know who this is for. This is one of those like early 90s movies that doesn't exist, and you watch it and be like, man, like, what the fuck was going on back then? <laughs> like, everyone had gotten off the sweet, sweet cocaine high of the 80s, and just dumb shit like this would pop out. Four people would see it, and then it would never get spoken of again. Until my good friend finds a Michael Rappaport movie to song conk. It is absolute garbage, and I hate it with all my heart. I mean, I think we've said multiple times on here, there's nothing worse than a shitty comedy. 
Because that was just 90 minutes that I have nothing to say. Except, yep, that wasn't funny. That was bad. These jokes don't work. Boy, these are some real broad performances. Alright. I'm going to pause it now and finish it tomorrow because I can't take this anymore. (laughs) (sighs) Big fan of the wheel. I hope the second wheel has plenty of great surprises for me. Sure, it'll be fine. Such as the Book of Henry. (laughs) (laughs) Turning right. Christopher, I hope you've saved your energy. Uh, What little I have left. Where do we begin? The very beginning is a good place to begin. The second this little shit opens his mouth. (laughs) Fucking right? I have never hated a child more than I hated this kid in this movie. Holy shit, vindication. He is the most fucking pretentious, know-it-all Boy genius fucking asshole kid I've ever seen. <laughs> He's the smuggest, smarmiest piece of shit. And I just want him to die. Good news, we'll get to that yeah. later. Well, yeah, midway through the movie. But you're watching it just like, God, I fucking hate this. I hope he dies. I really do. I'm not even kidding. And I was like, I really? like even if I didn't know what this movie was about, I'm like, I I physically well, cannot I watch know. an hour I didn't know when I was watching kid. it, dude. I didn't know like he's going to be like this. Turns out he's like this the entire time. Because it... Oh, man, we might... <laughs> this, this episode might be titled Army of the Dead plus... The Book and a of little Henry. bit of some hog <laughs> movies. Because <laughs> the opening scene is Henry yeah. in class. And that kid's giving a, a fucking presentation of... Well, I want you to be an Olympic dodgeball player. And you're like, great, awesome. Glad Colin Trevorrow's kid got to be. <laughs> and the kid sits down. I was like, "All right, Henry, let's hear yours." And he just gets up and just starts rambling about, you know, what's what's legacy? You know, life is just like an existential crisis, and it's just immediate head into the wall. Like, I can't. What are the meaning of dreams? Wax poetic. Stupid ass shit. Does it eat my whole? Doesn't ass, this teacher kid. say something like, "That was a very profound, Henry"? I wanted her to die too, Henry. Why why can't we put you in the special classes again? Well, it's important for me to interact with kids of all different age ranges. The kids will hate you. Every fucking line just reads like, all right, thesaurus.com. All right, replace this word, replace this word, replace this word. Just the worst fucking writing. I hate this movie. So then we meet his mom, Naomi Watts, who is trying. Look, learning that this movie was, like, pushed, it's like, oh, sick. You know, Jurassic World just made a fucking gorillion dollars. We have this awesome fucking movie coming up. This is going to be our big Oscar play. We're going to push this movie. Knowing that in retrospect after watching it is insanely funny. So she's... I was just saying, she's, she's retarded, right? <laughs> yes. like, God, what else do you even... I mean, she passed on the intellectually disabled genes to her other son... Who's really fucking dumb, alright? Can we just talk about the other son is just <laughs> like, a fucking idiot, too? Like, we never find out, like, where the dad is. Right, it's like, yeah. this boy genius child is just running Dude, her entire life. Dude, he probably killed himself after Henry opened his mouth the first time. I yeah. fucking would have. Uh, like, at one point she's talking to her fucking boss at the diner, which, tell me how this woman's just a single mother working at a diner and they have this big-ass fucking house. It's like, oh, you should do this. She's like, oh, I have to go ask Henry whether or not I should set up a direct deposit. And he just kind of stares at her like, you gotta ask your 12-year-old whether or not. But that's it. There's no confrontation like, hey, this is really fucked up and unhealthy. You know yes. that, right? Like, 
This 12-year-old's doing your taxes for you and, like, running Yeah, that's one of the things While the she movie. sits on the couch and plays Gears Yeah, so of that's War. one of the things in the movie, is they're intentionally trying to be like, oh, isn't it weird she has to ask her 12-year-old son if it's okay for her to set up a direct deposit? But the takeaway that we get from it is not the takeaway that the movie wants us to get. The takeaway for us is we'll be <laughs> yes. like, wow, Henry really is amazing. Whereas we're actually like, no, Naomi Watts is not fit to be a mother. <laughs> She just stops being an adult at some point. It's like, oh, don't worry. Henry's like, they're got trying it. to do something the that, child. Like, after, I assume, the death, or the, I would call it the escape of the father. The quickening. That she's trying to... That she, you know, was maybe traumatized or something. And, uh, she had to find a way to get over it, so she turns to Henry. She puts all her faith in Henry. Let him run everything, and... Uh, He's certainly more capable of taking on the world than she is. Uh, but I don't really buy it because the idea here is that Henry got this smart by not just reading books, but also using the internet. And we have seen so <laughs> many movies and really people in real life that someone with the mind powers that Henry has with access to the internet, he's not going to become some sort of genius at stocks. He's going to be on Yu-Gi-Oh! forums. Correct. <laughs> this kid is literally just the movie version of, ah, in this moment, I feel euphoric. <laughs> not because of God. <laughs> the most pretentious... I, I've never wanted to dropkick a child right. order. If, at, if, if my son came home saw me on the couch playing video games and went, Jesus, Dad, really? That kid's hanging from the fucking <laughs> Bowflex like that. Like, it is over. This kid runs her fucking life in the smart... Oh, I hate his little face. I okay. Alex, truly despise Alex, this wait, child with Parker's all my not heart. telling you is that she was playing Gears of War and the controller wasn't plugged in, and he noticed. <laughs> Oh, of course. She's like, she's like hitting all the buttons and leaning in. He's like, you know, it doesn't oh actually help God. if you lean forward like that. While he's sitting at the fucking kitchen table, looking at her FICO score, like I wanted. That's to the thing die. that gets me. It's like this character is supposed to be child. super smart, right? He should know that there is a biological reaction when she leans in. There is a reason that people lean forward when they're really concentrating on video games. Lots of people do it. She's not doing it because it'll make her better at the game or anything. It's you could at least diagnose you're supposed to be this genius, but he's not really a genius. Whoever wrote this <laughs> thinks that they are a genius. And they're just in the midst of all this little world building of their cute little family with little, little Henry and his little brother and his dumbass mom. Oh, by the way, the neighbor's getting molested by Dean Norris. Don't worry about it, I guess. But that's fine. That probably won't come up later. Won't be a critical plot point. It's fine. So anyways, uh, Henry starts having a seizure. <laughs> Henry, boy genius, the smartest boy in the world, is like, Oh yeah, I've been like having bad headaches and losing vision for three months. I thought it was just stress. He was too smart to tell anyone about this, so they could like take him to a doctor what? or something. He was just planning on turning himself into a pickle. <laughs> it is real, like thinking <laughs> Rick is the hero energy in this kid. I hate him so. Yeah, much. he's that. That actually is a really so good way to describe him. So 45 minutes into this movie, this kid just fucking I dies. I thought it was... And I've never been I, I happier. I thought it was like three hours into this movie, too. It took him forever to die. But also, that's not true. He doesn't die because he's still with us in this fucking movie. 
Who can forget one of his last moments where he's visited by Sarah Silverman? Who you neglected to mention is just Amy Winehouse. Yeah. Yeah. The hair, the tattoos, the constant drinking and passing out drunk and drinking more. Yeah. Oh, they, were they trying it's to do something with that? Amy Winehouse. To, it felt like they were trying to do something I, with that. They were just like, oh, Mom, you're drinking again with Sarah Silverman. Why are you always drinking? It's like Naomi Watts doesn't even have a hiccup during the movie. And then Sarah Silverman kisses the dying boy I, on the she mouth. She gets fucking <laughs> deep. She probably ad-libbed that. <laughs> Just, it's so fucked Dude, it was, up, no, you know it was fucked up? I was watching it with Alex, and I'm like, I'm making jokes here because I was really hating the movie. I was like visibly angry. She At one point she said, I can hear you breathing. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> I made a joke as she walked forward. It's like, check this out. She's going to fuck him to like make him feel better before he dies. That's his make a wish. It's opposed to being able to say it. And, uh, and it, as soon as Bad I choice. say that, <laughs> she walks right up to him and just, <laughs> and I'm like, what? Like they what have the an fuck? antagonistic relationship yeah. the whole movie where they like it's tease each awesome. other and it's, it's like, funny. oh wow, this is. And even now he's like, uh, he explains their relationship to her like, oh yeah, we have these, but actually we respect each other and we get along, so we say the opposite. It's like, motherfucker, I know she doesn't call you Hank because she thinks her name is fuck. This character. <laughs> so she's like, oh wow, you're dying. That sucks, kid. And I'm just gonna visit you while your mom's gone, and then just lays a big smooch on him. And then like, five minutes later, he just drops dead. This in the character, hospital. this kid, is gonna grow up to be <laughs> fucking poison if, ivy. Taking if he this hadn't kid out. died, he would have grown up to be Kip from Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> so yeah, so he dies, right? And uh, you. So yeah, we have like over. We have like an hour yeah. of movie left, and this kid. The titular Henry is taking a fucking dirt nap. No, here's the thing. How does now, the movie at this point, continue? At this point in the movie, I want to make sure that this is like the biggest failing of the movie because at this point, you are supposed to feel sad. You are supposed to feel, oh, this really sucks that Henry is dead because he was God's... He really was like a reincarnation of God to the people of wherever the fuck this town is. And now he is gone and life really will never continue ever again and uh, this is the worst thing in the world. My thoughts were the opposite. I was like, when he died, I was ready to throw a party. I was like, hey, all the conquering hero. <laughs> this makes me think of when Prince Philip died and R.I.P. Bozo was trending. <laughs> <laughs> I would have done a Charleston on this his little casket, shit. Is dude. <laughs> I. Man, you want to talk about a movie I wish I could have seen in theaters. Because, like, you have to do. Every, you see everyone doing the math of, like, but we're not even we're like halfway what what what's the movie the, the yeah. kid is dead but don't worry before he died he told his littlest brother to make sure mom reads his bread book the book which will dictate in no uncertain terms how to murder his child abusing neighbor and the rest of this movie is Naomi Watts with that little fucking tape recorder listening to little Jigsaw tell her all the steps necessary to commit murder. The worst part. She also, from his room, sees Dean Norris go after the daughter. Uh, two problems here. First of all, so we've seen like we've seen this happen uh, twice, right? 
he doesn't close the curtains while he's raping a child. Like that seems like maybe you just kind of she kind of. He's also a, a cop. You think he'd second know that? Pro- <laughs> yeah. Like, second problem. So he takes her through all these steps to buy a gun, learn how to shoot a gun, lure him out there, shoot him in the face, take a fucking picture. He leaves the curtains open. You just take a fucking picture and you're done. Instead of training your mother to fucking become Red Sparrow and murder this man and then leave your only brother without either parent. If you're so fucking smart, why don't you just pick up a Polaroid, you stupid asshole? It's fucking dead. (laughs) But I digress. So. (laughs) I'm so sorry. No, you're not. The assassination attempt cross-cut with a kid's talent show is so goddamn funny and it's supposed to be so poignant and serious and beautiful because it's the neighbor daughter doing this ballet dance and she's just like using the dance to express her trauma and abuse and it's just the most saccharine now parker parker ever seen in my life there's another movie that i've seen you may have also seen it where a woman uses a young woman uses dance to express her trauma about a man who's abusing her uh oh yeah bring it on (laughs) how did you feel about sucker punch (laughs) this has been 2021 is it's been difficult for you boy man. man Really been going so, through the ringer. Let's talk about that talent show, okay? Uh, there's a <laughs> there's a kid who raps. Um, that was that, that kid. Man, is he better that's or worse fun, than right? Worse, but it's not bad. He should have got second place. The silver should have been around his neck. First place has to go to that kid who burped the alphabet. I mean, come on. You mean that kid's getting laid? Um, there are a bunch of girls who did some stupid shit that no one cares about. That's like one of the ones where you like you right. feel kind of uncomfortable just being in the theater. <laughs> they do be yeah. like that. Though. But the my favorite uh, part of this is you see the kids' magic show. Well, we're not giving enough context here. Let's talk about it. So Henry, dearly departed, dead, has a younger brother who is really fucking stupid, and. <laughs> when when uh, Henry dies, his mom at one point actually turns to him. It's like maybe you can lead my life now. He's like, Mom, I can barely make a peanut butter sandwich. You're, you're on your own for this one. <laughs> but anyway, he's like, he comes up and he says, "Hi, my name is whatever your stupid name is." And everyone in the audience, like, and in, in the audience for the talent show, knows that that's Henry's uh, brother that he left behind. It's like, oh, that kid's probably going through a lot. Hopefully this won't be too awkward. He says, I'd like to perform a magic trick for you. My magic trick is that I will bring my brother back here on stage again. And everyone in the audience is doing what I'm doing. They're just looking at each other like, uh, what the f- is this? Is this going to be I'm like... Immediately. <laughs> should you want to go to like the snack immediately machine? Immediately doing the Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> like, yeesh, and getting up and leaving my seat. Like, this is a secret hey, like the dead Yeah, maybe it is. So that was the thing. And he has like, he comes out with like a... Henry's the alpha he, he comes out with like a long box too. It's like a casket. It's like... If he's got Henry's dead body in here, this this movie might <laughs> fucking Undertaker this might just out. be like a one and a half <laughs> out of ten, you know. <laughs> so I'm making all these jokes, and I was like, "What's he gonna fucking do?" And then Parker, would you like to describe what happens? 
I don't know okay, how I'll to. I'll see if like, I can. A bunch of fucking yeah, like, confetti goes, like, just flies he, out he of it. He twirls his wand over the thing. He goes, Alakazam, bippity-boppity-boo. And a bunch of confetti shoots out of the coffin. Or casket. And it's not even a coffin. I'm I'm being kind of mean when I describe it that way. But, I mean, come on. When you bring it out on stage, what am I supposed to expect? We say, I'm going to bring my brother back. <laughs> so I made a bunch. Obviously, there's a whole bunch of pet cemetery jokes I made. Uh, but it's like, then he shoots a whole bunch. I bet we didn't mean to make Mac made- <laughs> Oh, shit. We so gotta go, boys. He shoots boys. a whole bunch of confetti, which hits, like, the first eight rows. And everyone in the audience is clapping and cheering. They play, like, that John Williams, like, whimsical music. And I said to Alex, it's I was like, oh, so that's what they did with his ashes. <laughs> <laughs> you got Lebowski all over the front row like a Gallagher. Hey! <laughs> it's like, let me just, I really want to hit on, because if you don't watch this, you cannot understand how irritating the script is. It's like the entire, like, he's just pre-recorded all mm-hmm. of these tapes, like a little jigsaw, and she's listening to him the whole movie, and it's one of those... Where it's just like he's having a conversation with her, even though he's dead. he's so dead. smart, he can predict so like, what she's right, going go to, to this, do and say. Yeah. Go to this ATM and pull out $500. And she's just walking the street, talking out loud, going, $500, that's not enough. And then there's a beaten. I know $500 doesn't seem like a lot, but if you hit both ATMs, like it's like that for the entire second half of the movie. It is so obnoxious yeah. of him just talking her through every single step of this. Just for her to get to the end, have a gun aimed at his head and realize, like, oh, he's just a fucking child. I'm not going to shoot this guy in the face. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that guy... Thanks! Well, the twist here, I don't know, if one of three twists, I guess, is that she decides, <laughs> I am not going to shoot this guy in the head because killing is bad. I read the Bible. But also, he sees her holding the gun and she's just like... I know everything. I'm going to tell everyone. Says, no one will ever believe like, you because he's, he's like he his could, brother is like the chief of the commerce or something. Yeah, but like he could just shoot yeah. her in the head. She has a sniper rifle in the woods, clearly aiming at him. Like he has, pro- he's the police chief. He can just two shot her. Like it's yeah. not a good plan. Real bad. Should yeah. listen to Henry. Parker's just looking at Should've this double like, like a halo map. He's like, he's got the high ground. I don't know what she's trying to do. You secured the BR tower for what? <laughs> for not. Way to go, Paco. So garbage, absolute trash play. Who's watching Rockets, guys? Who's watching Amateur Hour? Oh, sorry, guys, I was hungry. <laughs> Who's worse, Henry or Paco? Oh my God! Um, secret. Um, secret. God, if Secret hadn't made it past 12, it'd be real different, let me tell you. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Tons? Or? So anyway, yeah, so she decides, yes. let's uh, <laughs> let's not shoot this guy in the head because killing is bad, but molesting your daughter's okay. Like her, she literally says out loud, like, oh wait, he's just a child. Yeah. She, she's reminded of this because she sees This is her epiphany to stop letting this dead child run every aspect of her life is when she literally has another man in the crosshairs. Also, like, the kid knows that she didn't take the shot. He predicted that she would not take the shot. So, thanks for wasting uh, our entire time here. So, she runs away and she dumps the uh, the weapon in the river so no one can find her fingerprints on it. A gun that she never took a shot out of. And uh, that guy is still caught because uh, someone tipped off the the other police. <laughs> the pr- no, the, the principal. principal. Henry went to the principal at one point and she was like, she wouldn't do it. She would not pursue. And then she's watching the dance and watching the girl Carl doing her dance. And she's like, 
this is all the proof I need that dude's diddling her. And then he he calls is genuinely one of the stupidest things you... in movie history. <laughs> like, she's. It's trying so hard to be this artistic moment, and it is. Now all I can think is about the Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, dance. that is really fun. Yeah, right that now, would... to be honest with you. <laughs> like her just watching this fucking kids talent show to be like, oh my god, the dead ghost boy was right. Then Dinors gets home, hears the sirens, and just blows. Yeah, his so he gets out. killed anyway, and we're just like, this is the happy ending. <laughs> The happy ending is the pedophile just eats a bullet and the dipshit kid makes the Undertaker come out as a talent show. Dude, Dude I have to admit, nothing. the whole time of... But don't worry, Naomi Watts gets to adopt the neighbor. Yeah. Yay. Now she can be a bad mother to two kids Now it's again. like nothing bad ever happened. Honestly, dude, this... I've... In the movie... And the movie ends on a sweet note of her destroying all the evidence in a fireplace of her son plotting a murder. Honestly, dude, I kind of feel really similar to this movie how Alex felt about Split. And I wonder <laughs> if... God damn, Yeah, I know. I kind of feel like... I mean, this this might sound weird, but I'm, I'm happy that I assigned it to Parker because Parker and I can talk about this in a really funny way. I think, Alex, that it's not that you're not funny. I think you're very funny, but I think that this movie would piss you off so much that you wouldn't even want to, like, make a joke. You just talk about how much it angered you. And, yeah. yeah like, the I little girl like who's, who's being routinely molested by her stepfather has, what, four lines of dialogue in the yeah, entire movie. Funky. She's not a character. She is an object to be abused and then fought yeah, over. Yeah, it's, it's really fucked up. Really cool. <laughs> and I have to reiterate, when this movie came out, directed by a friend of the show, Colin Trevorrow, he was still in line to direct Star Wars Episode Nine. Oh, your favorite. <laughs> like, just, to, just to put that into everyone's perspective, he had just, like, Jurassic World had just come out. He filmed this right after. Like, he was on top of the world. He was king shit in Hollywood. And then this came out. And now, see it, Jurassic World 3, fuckers. <laughs> Can't wait. Well, Jurassic World, well, we are absolutely going to be there. One of the most wretched things I've yeah. ever seen. Oh my god, Can you dude. imagine if you had watched this of your own volition? You had to download it. Can you I, imagine if, like... like a, it's been on my that I've been. It's one of those where I I go to click on and be like, "This is gonna be for a week where I don't have anything because this is going to be a forty-five minute conversation." <laughs> Just knowing the little bits I'd already known about it, not realizing how from like frame one, I would want to put a hole through my so, screen. So yeah, imagine me sitting next to Alex watching this. Again, she could hear my <laughs> breathing. I've never. It almost made me feel bad. Like, I should not so aggressively want a kid to no, die on this screen. this one, it's okay. Like, it's... I... My God. And then he does. You're like, oh, thank God. And then it gets I, worse. I think I seriously said something along the lines of, oh, about fucking time. <laughs> thank God. And then I paused it because I was doing laundry. Because, of course. And then I saw, like, where the cursor was and how much longer it was there. Really felt defeated. It was rough, man. That was yeah. bad times. Tight hour oh, forty five. hour forty five. Thank life, you, dude. Mr. Trevorrow. Trevorrow. However you say it. I want to say it like that. Um. Well, did you watch anything else? 
I watched the Korean yeah, War movie. Yeah, let's talk about <laughs> Chaws. <laughs> Although the title is really just we can put it off. Chaw. Uh, they decided to call it Chaws. How did this episode get to two hours? Uh, what do you mean <laughs> how? <laughs> you know exactly how. Two pee breaks. <laughs> also the pee breaks, yes. Uh, but uh, yes, they call it Chaws because it sounds closer to Jaws. So the movie sort of begins with a... We're really not going to go into a lot of details here because there's not a lot of meat to chew here. I was excited to watch a foreign wild animal movie, but when I hit play and saw it was two hours, it was real like. Well, tell you what, man. You know, yeah. tell you, tell man. You what, man, did we upset him? No, like, no. Let's tell you what. <laughs> it's fucked up, man. You want me to read tell for two what, hours, guys? Let's, you know, I'm, I'm going to organize this. Something. Maybe we'll make the podcast a little bit shorter. Uh, if you guys could say something to my dad about this movie, what would you say? Just give you guys the floor. Anyone? Fuck, man. This is why we fought. <laughs> I'll say it, but you'll have to edit it out. <laughs> I, I will say I, I did laugh at the beginning. I, I, just, I guess I'll just go through whatever jokes I wrote down. Uh, at the beginning, it says animals in Korea are distressed because of you know uh, slash and burn and people animal hunting and stuff like that. I was like. Sounds like the Rainforest Cafe. <laughs> it's like the, the monkeys are scared there's a thunderstorm. <laughs> the source object this week is my uh, my Rainforest Cafe glasses departed this oh, world. Jeez. <gasps> I'm going to have to go back and get yeah. a new one. Well, oh, no. The good news is oh, if no. you buy any, uh, any mixed drink, they are required to sell you the uh, souvenir glass. Let's oh, Where's go. the nearest Rainforest Cafe? <laughs> we might have to go. Uh, hold on. Okay, well, while you're doing that... Uh, That's how this episode okay. got so Okay, <laughs> so there's a scene where there... I'm going to skip a whole bunch of stuff that I don't... Can I, actually, can I yeah, pose okay. you a question real quick? How did your dad come across it, this? It, I'm not setting up for a joke. I, I just don't remember it, if he well, told us. That's actually a good question to ask about, like, how my dad comes across movies, because uh, he's got... Yeah, yeah in he's, general, he's got honestly. He's um, and... I don't think he saw it on DirecTV. I think usually when he's in the mo- I'm assuming he only watches well, one channel on there. <laughs> no. Actually, that <laughs> might be accurate. Uh, no, I think what he did is uh, he's really into Amazon Prime. It's like his... That, I think this is his only streaming service. Uh, hey, that's where I, I watched it. Oh my god, they're putting a Rainforest Cafe in Malta? Okay, I guess we're going to Malta for the Rainforest Cafe. <laughs> no, the closest one is Atlantic City. Going so there. let me know. Anyway, uh... Hell yeah, dude! Anyway, uh, I think he was on. <laughs> I mean, same, but I, I, I think reasons. he was on Amazon Prime, and I think he saw Jaws. He was just like, "What? Like Jaws?" And then he saw it was about a feral hog. He's like, well, "Okay," and he put it on. And uh, often he'll put on movies. I believe as sort of like a background noise, but this is Korean, so you kind of have to pay attention so you could read the subtitles. And I, I mean. He, not really. Yeah, I have to Not on this, this one. kind of one where you can just hear the shrieking of the board and be like, oh, now I can look up. And uh, it's okay. <laughs> I did my no, best, I, but, uh, you know, I, I would toot away for five minutes and be like, yep, yeah, I still want the pig. Yeah, I last three minutes, so uh, my notes kind of stopped there. I'm proud of you. Uh, there, proud yeah, of you. I watched it on Tubi TV, which had about 15 <laughs> minutes of commercials throughout the thing, so that's why I was late today. My bad. Yeah, that'll um, happen. Also, but almost as long as the so, Zack Snyder yeah. movie. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> this, uh, there's a scene where they're eating pork head meat, is the way that they spell it in the subtitles, which I laughed. But then I thought about it. Wasn't there a Red and Stimpy episode where instead of a pie cooling on a windowsill, there was a plate of hog jowls? <laughs> 
That sounds. Like <laughs> and then there's then right after that scene, there's like a scene. There's like this uh, this little girl enters the movie. You're just like, oh, that's interesting. What are they gonna do? And uh, they play this music that's like way too whimsical. It's just like I feel like I'm stepping into the Shire, and Gandalf is gonna feed me a hog gel. Uh, but anyway, then she gets hit by a truck that was driven by Britt Reed. <laughs> Sorry. We're going down the greatest hits. Yeah, we are. Uh, speaking of greatest hits, uh, when we're in Feral Hago Vision, it looks like one of the ninjas' oh, yeah, flashbacks dude. from Ninja Three: The Domination. It's yeah. pretty good. As soon as if we go into Predator Vision for the POV of the hog, look, I'm not. I enjoyed myself. I guess it's oh, yeah. this, yeah, a solid two and a half stars. Could definitely yeah, be shorter. Because it's maybe just not Some made get for this type of show. Because there's really not a lot of absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, it's kind. It's kind of hard. Yeah. Out <laughs> it's not just because it's foreign. I hope you know that's. Uh, that's a big part of it, it though, is, because yeah. it's, a, it's a foreign comedy and repeating jokes that have already been translated in other languages. Yeah, language. it's just, really tough. It's like a step further. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. And also, look. I am a handicap. You think I'm going to try and keep track of these names and yeah, also say well, them what, correctly? Uh, the Get only fucked. person's name I wrote that down is was a mousetrap. Dr- Dr- which is not for him. He's he's the one who's on the road, just playing with the chalk on the road. His, I guess, mommy comes up. I don't know if this is a reference to something. I thought it was like did they just take like one of the witches from like the Wailing or something and put her in this movie. Yeah, Dude, have some. I felt serious like, questions. <laughs> I felt like Parker's coworker when he was talking about scary movies yeah. when I was watching. <laughs> yeah, this movie. exactly. Like, am I missing a key reference or something? What is this? Yeah, like I enjoy a lot of Korean horror movies, but there's always a thing of like, I'm sure that would make so, sense. Here's if I knew the thing about I, their I've history. Watched, <laughs> like, yeah. They sure keep talking about Japanese occupation. That probably has a lot yeah, more importance to them than to me. I I have to admit, I have watched a fair amount of Korean horror movies, and I think I get this reference. And even if I explain it, I think it's still good. So you guys remember the Wailing, right? And uh, Parker, did you see Gonjum Haunted Asylum? <clears throat> yeah, I just want to make sure. Just level set here. Uh, she reminds me with the with, like her makeup and her hair and everything. She reminds me of like a character from one of those movies, and not to say that, but she's also like kind of one of the girls from like The Grudge or The Ring or something like that with the super white skin and the long black oh, hair and everything like and the eye makeup and stuff. It kind of looks like one of these sort of ghost-like characters, but ghosts in an East Asian sense, right? There's a scene where two of the police officers are pissing outside, and all of a sudden they're surprised by this woman suddenly appearing in the night, just gibbering like a hooligan and chasing them, and they decide, oh, this fucking village, and they just sort of speed walk away from her like she's just a normal person. <laughs> in any other Korean movie, they'd be, like, shrieking and screaming, and she would, like, curse them, and their faces would be all fucked up. In this movie, they're just like, uh... <laughs> they just sort of do the Stanley shuffle away from her. <laughs> Look, there was definitely the moment I had where I was like, oh, this reminds me of like all those like J-horror things. I'm like, what is that racist? <laughs> then I'm like, oh, this Korean thing. It's just like those Japanese movies. Wait, am I no. just stupid? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand why the movie ends and then shows credits and then we pick up with her in a post-credits scene. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I definitely pay. I was awake for the post-credits scene. So, yeah, I don't understand a lot of... 
So that one girl, it's, the little girl gets bit by a snake, and they tell a police officer, take her to the hospital. The one guy they tell her, they tell to take her to the hospital says, I have a bad back. So <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I was like, immediately, this, like, this girl is sick and, and could possibly die. Oh, my back kind of hurts. Well, the snake was probably dead, if it helps. Well, explain that reference to my dad. Okay, so uh, I did... <laughs> yeah, that's what I like to say to your dad I, about I this I did movie. laugh pretty hard at that guy who was calling out to his cute little daughter, and then he gets hit by the Brian Urlacher of Feral Hogs. Oh, dude. <laughs> I was not expecting a broad daylight attack. That was, I got that real was really funny, because it's that just like really a good. fucking yeah. truck coming out of nowhere, like it's Final Destination. You know? Like, I think we've talked about how, like, comedy does not translate super great when like by the time you read the punchline you're like well me reading it doesn't really help the delivery and also the scene's over the visual gag is gone but like grown men falling down a hill right always funny someone someone running away from an animal getting faked out and then immediately getting hit by a car always gonna be funny absolutely (laughs) now talking about what translates here sometimes it's best if nothing is translated so we have a character who speaks english and they're apparently from Finland with American accents, so I guess we just carry well. Uh, Man, this I, guy comes into the movie, know. and the Korean guy is trying to speak English to him. He's going, Hebba, Hebba. The guy goes, Hebba, Hebba, what the fuck are you talking about? That <laughs> <laughs> guy rules. My favorite tradition of movies filmed in foreign countries are like, oh, we need an American, and it's just the most dog shit American actor, but yeah, well, they don't know. Yeah. Yeah, sure. This guy's yeah, that great. happens even in, he was available even in Park Chan Wook movies. You know, that's just like a thing now. So it's one of my favorite things because like they have no, I don't know who is a good Japanese actor. Think, yeah, fuck, you know. I don't know. <laughs> so, could you imagine if if we reacted like that to the uh, like the, the the characters that they put in movies just so people in China will see them? Ah, yes, that Chinese guy, my favorite. <laughs> Oh wow, Charles made $600 million in America because of their representation. So, uh, here's one for you. Uh, they hired this hunter who, this guy's face, hair, and sunglasses were giving me major Asian Steven Seagal vibes. Uh, oh, this dude is so cool. <laughs> I love so this guy with all my heart. A boar. You may have noticed I did not use the boar. Uh, Turns out there's a second. Turns out there's a second boar. That's exactly it. In any other movie, you'd be like, "Oh, this is called Jaws." There's a movie called Jaws. They're trying to do like a thing where you got the wrong shark. And I'm like, I did that. Didn't even cross my mind. All I was thinking about was bear. Correct. <laughs> it is inescapable. Dude, that movie. They hide in that little tube, and I'm like, "Oh, come on, man. Maybe the boar knows yeah. more about us." Than <laughs> anyway, there's a. It really does Jaws beat for beat yeah, for beat, too. Does, yeah. Like the yeah, fucking yeah. mayor being like, oh, we can't shut down. people need to know about our organic food. City folk pay three times <laughs> as much for it. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty good thing. Uh, I, uh, I really like just the lore of like, yeah, all the poachers came here and just murdered all the animals. So the, <laughs> the boars couldn't eat anything. So they just started digging up graves, and they got a real taste for human organs. I'm like, that's, that's all I need. That's Perfect. Yeah, a that, plus. That was yeah. great. That's all I need. One of, one of the interesting things about this is that uh, I was led to believe by the Wikipedia that this movie has strong environmental themes that are pretty subtle. I'm like, well, yeah, they are subtle because they keep picking a different explanation. They're like, oh, the Japanese are cross-breeding them, and there was a slash and burn, and the animals were distressed at the at the Rainforest Cafe. It was like, there's a bunch of different reasons. I'm like... 
you know, the host was really narrow in its scope, and it was a bit stronger for it. Um, now, speaking of strength, uh, all of our Korean friends get together for karaoke in a dance hall. They're singing their little songs, and uh, I did like one guy's eating an egg, and they put a microphone in his face as, as he has an entire egg in his mouth. And then the hog attacks. The, the appearance of this hog was... It looked like the ogre from Ogre. Man, show don't tell. Yeah. I really love that... Not to lump in all of the East Asian countries, but that none of them can figure out CGI. I know, this is a combination, me, actually. A combination of puppetry, CGI, and I'm pretty sure I saw some claymation. Okay? <laughs> and I have to admit, when I saw that feral hog attacking them, and I saw that hunter guy shoot it, and the bullet just bounced off its hide, that I was like, oh... And I just fell asleep for the rest of the movie. I'd like to assume that I, uh, the good guys won and the hog lost. I made peace like halfway through. Like, I'm not going to have anything to talk yeah. about in this episode. But also, I'm well, having a pretty good time. Well, turns out you had plenty to talk <laughs> That's about. That's right. We'll figure something else out. <laughs> it's, it's like, I don't, this probably isn't an episode worthy movie, but also, like, that hog is going ape shit on people, so I'm pretty happy about it. <laughs> I was not having a bad time. It's just, you know, some things translate better than others. But also, they killed those little piglets, and I got very upset. I was on the hog oh, yeah. side. I woke a up very percent. briefly to see like someone carrying a pig over their head, like Link in Wind Waker. And yeah, they find the, this little nest, and they just fucking murk all those little piglets. And I got yeah. very upset. I was like, "Man, it's a good thing I watched this alone, or else." Uh, unfortunately, when I thought of Link carrying that pig over his head, all I could think about is Link throwing that Pepe off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite ones. Leave him alone. He's just a little. I know. <laughs> just toss him. <laughs> Sweet little Pepe. Goodbye. Like this movie does not need to be no. two hours. Correct. But also, I'm used to putting on like, oh, Korean horror movie, three fifteen. Okay. Well, sure. So you know, could have been longer, but also, you could have just sliced and diced this down to like a tight eighty, and we'd be having a yes. much better comp. If this was less movie, we'd be talking about it more. Correct. It got to a point where I was like, you know what? Either we'll have a short conversation, or someone else will remember which character is which. But that person will not be me today. Because you'd watch for a bit and be like, wait, so this one's the cop from out of town. This is the... I don't care. This doesn't matter. Like, when I watch Anaconda, I'm not like, okay, this person's this, and this is the environmentalist. I don't care. Half of them are going to be eaten. Let's go. Let's get to that party. Well, sorry, Pop. This one uh, just didn't quite work out for us the way that we had intended. But, uh, you know, you, they can't all be winners. I will say that this was a better movie recommendation than Dr. Goldfoot and the Bikini Machine. No, I'm not going to let that go. That's the tea, sis.